0: i Spaces and welcome to The Ether. Today is Sunday, November 27th, 2022. Today on The Ether, a more spiritual look at the Lunk and Luna merge, hosted by Alibaba Bruce Wrangler. Let's take a listen.
1: I see you've got three, four different subjects here for discussion. The Lunk Lunar Merge, Spirituality, Self, and Development. <laughs> we have three subjects to discuss, along with mixed martial arts and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Now, I can see actually this is quite a fortunate thing. Chugs is in the audience. Chugs is a former cage fighter. Uh.
2: Let's have a word with him. Let's have a word
3: with him. Bring him up here. He's a merger.
1: Now, I will warn you, this is a a recorded space, which is a great thing because if you don't have a recorded recorded space, then how are you going to remember what, what the fuck happened in the space? So it's a great thing. It's recorded. And I think I'm just going to come out with it. I'm just going to say it. I think the merge is bad. Yeah, I think it's bad. And Chugs, uh, no disrespect to you, lad, but I think it's a bad thing, and I don't think it's good for the community. So that being said, I'd like to know your reasoning
4: for supporting the merge. <laughs> right, just to say... I- didn't hear the first part of this because obviously when you get brought up as a speaker, it cuts out like the very beginning. So I only heard you do your, your lovely impression, no is. I was, what, what am I being accused of now? Just so, uh, so I'm being accused of supporting what the lunar lunk merge, right? Aye, uh, that's
3: right. Lunar 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 lun lunk lunk lun, 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 lun. All right, so
4: what? Where did this even come from? Who? <laughs> where did the, the? I obviously I will go back to the narrative and I'll I'll play the I'll play the role of an idiot in a minute. But like, can someone just tell me where this like lunar lunk merge comes? Because I just all of a sudden it's come out of nowhere and everyone's talking about like how this isn't going to happen. I mean, no shit, it's not going to happen. Like, what, like, right,
1: hang on, chugs, hang on. No, I don't think there's any need to be swearing in this community space. There's absolutely no need for inappropriate language. This is a this is a public recorded.
4: i <laughs> uh, Bruce, am I allowed to swear? It's your space, so uh, I'm just going to respect your rules. Not not ox the uh, the fudder.
2: No, I think one of the one of the major reasons that investors have left Lunk is because people like you Chucks, have been using inappropriate terminologies, and apparently you've been also pushing for this merge which i'm a little bit disappointed at um you know I, I thought we had a level of agreement given the past we talked about parity um about upgrading the chain and about deploying luna apps on lunk but uh, here you are part of this 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 campaign to merge lunk completely into luna that is uh i'm just disappointing for me really
4: All would you like me to justify uh, my reasoning coach then? Uh, I know OX does but uh, I can if you like.
2: Uh, I don't think anything <laughs> I think there are some things that can't be justified Chugs. Can, can I attempt?
4: Like, are you happy for me to try and bring you guys to my side of thinking?
1: Um, I. You, you I... can certainly try Chugs, you can certainly try but I don't think that anybody here saying that the merge is a good thing, other than you. So, if you can, I mean, I'm I'm willing to hear what your reasoning is. But I will say, as a hardworking man from Grimsby, I don't really think anybody in this space is going to support that kind of idea. You know, knowing what we know.
4: Okay, so uh, let's start from the beginning, right? Uh, Obviously, uh, in May, Luna crashed. Everyone knows here, like, some of us were hit harder than others. Some of us were introduced to the space because uh, it happened. Uh, At first, everyone hated on Duquan because, obviously, they all thought he was uh, responsible for the suicide of, what, 10 to 20 people? Uh, And uh, due to UST failing, uh, because, obviously, people like Fat Man uh, turned around and said, yeah he, he took the money and ran when really it got proven he didn't so uh th- there's my first uh, just just laying the groundwork for it now at first what we're going to get is we're going to get parity during the uh, v23 upgrade uh so we're going to start off with parity and then people are going to start realizing that luna is such a great ecosystem and that lunk is going to get really slow trickled down developments from luna now the problem with this is, yes, it's easy to copy and paste uh, dApps from Luna to Lunk, but what happens if the developers stop doing that? Lunk loses its utility and it's free utility. I think Zara wants to say something to this. Keep on in her mic. Uh, uh, uh...
1: Now, what's what happened here is Zara has been made to feel very small by Chugs. Chugs? He's coming out with all these technical terms. He's coming out and he's talking about the merge in a way that's making us all feel very uncomfortable and frightened and very frightened to, to challenge you know, chug's ideas. He's a very strong man. You can see in his profile picture, he uses that to his advantage. Now, the majority have been silenced by you chugs. They've been silenced and they're talking secretly in DMs, but they can't come out and talk but they what well, they think because they're scared. Uh, the people who support the community feel frightened to express themselves and I, I just really think you should know that we won't stand for it and, and this right. merge. I'll,
3: well, I'll,
4: I'll, t- me t- I'll stop being uh, technical about it. Okay, so uh, you, you, we have developers working on applications on Web3. If they stop Passing things over to Lunk, and we stop getting people on there. The only logical way of fixing Lunk would be to merge with Luna and let TFL fix UST, uh, and then uh, yeah, UST gets fixed by uh, TFL, uh, and yeah, that that's it. Simple as like you know that that's that's what it's, it starts with. Parity. People are then going to start worshiping Duke one for all the uh, DApps coming from TFL, and then uh, yeah, then they, then they're going to go yeah, the merge is great, and this is all going to be. Uh, yeah in the past because they'll get airdropped lunar tokens at a rate of whatever the lunar to lunk is so the more we burn now the more we'll get from lunar guys when the merge happens and uh yeah simple as.
5: i was gonna say that i was in a space earlier i was listening to the uh, the potential for merging them and um the people seem to be more uh luna driven and uh they they were critical of um like i think we were talking about earlier the the language that was being discussed in uh you know or used you know well identifying with like the the uh the, the lunk community and um and it seemed as though they wouldn't they weren't too keen on uh on seeing it come to fruition either
4: Ultimately, uh, Luna answers to Duquan. So if Duquan wants to merge the chains, it's going to happen, and uh, the Luna community will just have to bow down to Duquan.
2: What is it with you people? Why why do you keep saying Duquan? That's never been his name.
4: It's Doquan. Sorry, Do Kwon, uh, or uh, Donald Kwon, uh, if, if you will, uh, in his English pronunciation, because like everyone likes a Donald. Like, look at America voting in Donald Trump. So uh, I'm going to call. I'm going to vote to call him uh, Donald Kwon from now on, Coach. Uh, and you'll know who I'm talking about because we've we've established this now.
2: Is that supposed to be funny?
4: No, legit. I'm just going to start calling him Donald Quan now and see if that picks up. Bye. Uh, Obviously, as this is recorded, I'm going to say I'm just messing about. I don't think there's going to be a merge between Luna and Lunk. Coach just put me on the spot for whatever reason today, so uh, I just decided to go along with it.
2: Zero is can you see the way he comes in this space? And rather than apologising and backing down or explaining himself, he continues to mock you.
6: Was, I'm, I'm just thinking. not really... Maybe... I'm
1: oh, sorry, Zara. No, you, you go ahead, Pet. you go ahead, you, you express what you're trying to express. I don't talk across women. It's a decentralized Web3 space, and I'm disgusted by all these times that women get spoken across, and I won't be that person. I'd like to let you speak, Zara. I'd like to let you express what you'd like to say. So I'm not going to cut you off, and I'm not going to stop you from talking and letting everybody know what exactly you have to say. So please go ahead and, and say what you'd like to talk about. I was raised by, well by my mother. I was, I was raised by my mother to respect women and, you know, in the right kind of way. And unfortunately, sometimes when I encourage women to speak in this way, they, they leave, they leave the room. I was raised it, properly, but women run away from me anyway. So I don't understand.
4: you got to stop white knighting, OX. Like women are strong enough to speak for themselves. Like, you know, you, you, can't, you can't be like, you know, forcing a woman to speak just because you think that, you know. That's what she wants. She needs to speak up for herself because she's a strong, independent woman. So, OX, I'd like you to apologise to uh, Zara for making her feel so uncomfortable.
6: I have quite bad autism.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that, Zara. It's very brave. Uh, It's very brave of you to share about your autism. And uh, I'm not sure what to say about that because I don't have emotional intelligence. Do you
3: also
6: have autism?
1: Uh No, I, I wasn't a typical autism uh, person because I wasn't born with it. I got it when I fell on my head. I was bumped on my head very hard when I was a small baby and that's what caved in my skull. I've got a big hole in the centre of my skull and that's the problem. That's why I am the way I am.
3: Who did this to you?
1: Who dropped you? Oh, I don't want to name names. You know, I don't want to name names because that's not fair to the people involved and out of respect for them, I won't be naming anybody today. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm here to talk. I'm here to talk man-to-man with Chugs here because the terminologies he's used is indicated the opposite of what I believe. I believe I was raised right and to talk to women the right way. So, uh, Chugs, could you explain uh, why you've used those terminologies that you've used?
4: Uh, can you just remind me because, you know, it's the internet. I talk a lot of shit. So, uh, what terminologies did I use, OX?
1: It's the way that you've used the terminologies that you have and the times that you've used them that have made.
4: Yeah, but I, I don't know what I've said that you've taken offense to, OX, on behalf of all women. So if you could uh, elaborate for me.
6: I'm thinking about getting a vape.
4: A flavoured one or a CBD? A
6: flavoured one. I don't touch that nasty, that nasty weed stuff.
4: Fair enough. Um, uh, Bubblegum raspberry is quite nice, it's a nice smell.
6: I don't know. Bubble gum always made really me feel quite sick. I thought, like, I don't know. Though, I, I think if I if I do have a vaping phase, it will be like three a day, and then for maybe like two weeks, and then I stop forever.
4: But Make I'm sure you talk. To... Oh, sorry, I, I thought you finished. Make sure you talk to the shopkeeper about trying out the different oils because uh, some of them are really really nice. They they taste good. Uh, some of them obviously. Yeah, they're really bad. And if you're going to start vaping, make sure you've got spare coils because if the coils burn out, you basically end up burning, like, you know, basically burn. burned.
6: What happens if you just drink the liquid? Does that give you the same effects but 10 times stronger?
4: I don't know. I've never tried it. Maybe you you can guinea pig it for me.
6: I mean, why don't you try it?
4: I don't vape often.
6: Better gains. Maybe you (laughs) to sort out that whole... uh, Wrist situation, right?
4: Oh God, you're bringing up the wrists are you? Oh, is uh, it, like, rear
6: delts? Uh, it was rear delts, wasn't
4: it? Rear delts is fixed. Uh, coach brings up my wrists on a regular basis, so uh, I don't wear wrist straps now for uh, arms. Yeah, Sad have
6: to be Like, um, yeah, none of that wrist strap shit. If you want to wear bracelets, wear bracelets. Simple as.
4: You got any uh, recommendations for bracelets that would suit me, Zara?
6: Yeah, like a maybe some sort of pearl chain that zero excess could give you i've already
4: got one for my neck though so i can't really wear like yeah so i've got like a obsidian beaded like wolf <laughs> sort of thing so uh you yeah, know if you, if, you <laughs> if i go for the wrist as well it's gonna look very uh i don't know very drag
6: yeah it would make you look like a gay little fruit wouldn't
4: it <laughs> probably, probably would to be fair uh and that's not the vibe i'm going for no offense to uh, anyone that wants to dress that way but uh it's not my style you know.
6: Are you implying that there's gay little fruits inside this space right now? That maybe Coach Bruce is a gay little fruit?
4: I'm implying there could be. I I don't know. I don't know everyone here. Uh, not not doxed at least.
6: And Bruce, how do you feel about these allegations that you're they're calling you a gay little fruit?
2: Uh, sorry, I didn't hear that. I was attending to my duties.
1: Now. While everyone's talking, I'm generating some Christmas versions of everybody here. I'm going to share with you privately in DMs. Chugs, I've just sent you a Christmas version of yourself generated by AI. Let me know what you think. If it needs a Christmas hat or something like that, uh, let let me know. Uh, Coach, I've made a couple of you and I need to add some Christmas hats to them. Zara, out of respect for you because you're a woman. I don't want to be downloading your pictures. Because I feel that that's not appropriate. So I need to get the correct consent written in in written form, signed and dated, so I can download your image and use that.
6: Yeah, just give me one moment. I'll just sign that. Just get my pen. One second.
4: Thanks very much. I will say you need to change the tattoos uh, on my 10X. If you can get different tattoos, brilliant. But that's the only qualm I have with it.
6: Okay, um Zerowicz says I started writing out a physical note and then I got halfway through and I realized I really can't be bothered. Um, but I do hereby give my consent for you to uh make me into a Christmas themed version of myself. Um, or whatever you deem artistically necessary.
1: Great, perfect. Thanks very much, Zara. That's very kind of you. And I'll I, I will note this is a recorded space, so you know, it's recorded for the for future posterity If it, in case anyone complains, like they do in the past when I download the pictures and I use them. It's happened to me before with certain women, and I won't name names, but they might be listening in the audience tonight. I've downloaded the pictures and they've complained and I've had to go to court. So I'm, <laughs> I've got this now in this recorded space. So thank you very much for that. Yeah.
6: And um, anyway, speaking of which chugs i've got one question for you my friend
4: go on zara it's always always a pleasure to get your questions because it always puts me on the spot and makes me like a mug go
6: on oh i'm so glad that's awesome Um, i really appreciate our friendship and i just want to know you know it's a simple question you can answer it however you deem fit but i just want you to answer it as honestly as you can do you or do you not support the lunk lunar merge i do not why is that
4: we don't need to merge something for two great products to come like i i'm a big believer that lunk can do its own thing and luna can do its own thing and they can rely on each other like like two sisters or two brothers or something like that like a family but having two separate ecosystems allows and obviously i'm just going to be a bit technical here and honest with you outside of the narrative allows for different paths to be taken what's the point of having two tokens doing the same thing and then merging it into one when you can obviously diversify intentions of each chain it's just it's a waste right
2: respectfully chugs if you are against the merge why why have i got like 10 dms today naming you among other people um as advocating for this and talking about in spaces
4: uh, because I'm being scapegoated by the real problem. Uh, there's, there's obviously some sort of conspiracy to keep certain members of the community down, so they're trying to throw a new narrative out there so that they're not being brought down. They can bring down others. Uh, I'm just being used as a scapegoat, coach. If I'm completely honest, if you've, if you've got any evidence, I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear it because fabricating my voice would be an amazing uh, be an amazing feat.
7: I just feel like
6: if you do really support the merge, and then you would lie right now when we're putting you on the spot and yep. also that like i don't know you've lost so much credibility from all these accusations about supporting the merge that i find it hard to believe you now chugs and i want to believe you i really do but yep. i just can't
2: well that's it i think i think it's it's not just about today with the merge it's also about the inappropriate terminologies that you've used in the past the things that Xerox has said and it's also not just that it's the way you responded to him by, it seems, dismissing him and changing the topic. I haven't seen you yet address what he's said. And um, uh, I think that's why he's gone silent, because I would have gone just silent. Going to
5: correct the Coach.
4: Anyway. X changed the subject to bring up pictures and let Zara talk. I just remained quiet while he did so. That's
2: not how I remember it, but let's go back. So Xerox, would you like to, to explain how you feel, how you've been made to feel?
1: <sighs> well, you know, I've been made to feel... And I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm going to get it right out there from the start. No messing about. That's not what I'm about. I'm not about messing about. I'm a serious person. I was raised right. And I'm not about saying half-truths or not how I don't feel or how I don't don't feel. Now, Chugs, Chugs has made me feel very small. Very small with what he said. With my head very, very tiny in the center of my profile picture. That's a reflection of how small I feel. So... You know, I only go forward, though, Chugs. You know, I, you know that, you know that, man. I, we we go back a long way. I go, I go forward. I don't go back. And I think we can look forwards, and we can think about, you know, what you've said. But we can decide how how to move on, how we how we can go forward from this moment. Because I don't think we should be fighting. I don't think you coming in here and confronting us in this way is productive. I think. You need to think about some of those things, but we can move we can move forward from from here. But you know, when you've said those inappropriate terminologies to, to move forward, you really need to to confront that. And, and and this is the right time and the right place for you and the community here to to hear. You know, uh, you you doing that and and what I've just said in, in a roundabout way, right? But I think a lot of people are frightened to speak, like Kareem. He's got his hand up, but I don't think he does want to speak. I think he's very scared, Auntie Kareem. And he's, he's 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 there. You go. That's right. Scared, and we're all very scared of your chugs. But but like it can change. That can change in a heartbeat. It can change right now. You just have to confess. We
8: should we should give him an ultimatum.
6: That's really manipulative, Kareem. I don't think we should do that. I would like to say, though, that as a woman in the cryptocurrency space...
3: Oh, my um, God. Oh, my gosh.
6: Excuse me. I am a woman in the cryptocurrency space, and the point I was about to address was exactly what you just did. Surrounded by men, often autistic. People don't know how to act. I'm often sexually harassed, abused, bullied, vilified. And now... Chugs is one of the main culprits of this. Every day I wake up to 150 DMs from Chugs, extremely inappropriate, saying you need to publicly support the Lunk and Luna merge, or I'm going to leak these edited AI pictures I made of like, you.
4: Zara, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you on this one, but like, let's not take it that far. Come on, like, I I understand jokes, but don't don't take it that far for me, Zara. Come on, man. So Get, do you want
3: screenshots? What is this?
2: What what are you trying to achieve here, Chugs? Are you trying to gaslight us? Because you haven't responded. Can you respond to OX please and respect him?
4: Okay, OX. I uh, I've heard you're you're coming to Downloads Festival, so uh, to make up for any sort of discrepancies and any sort of uh, you being upset, I will personally be your bartender for the day you're there. I will make you some amazing cocktails. You will be off your face, and I will make sure you're looked after and uh yeah i'll, I'll make sure that that's how i'll apologize to you through actions not words because words are cheap actions not and uh i can make quite a few cocktails so just tell me what you want in advance and uh, i'll sort you out buddy well, that is quite tempting
1: actually thank you very much uh not quite tempting enough to break character but certainly very tempting so i thank you for that um having said all of that when I was talking, I did notice something, and that is that Chugs was using laugh emojis while I was talking, and that to me is just reprehensible behaviour, and 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 to be using laugh and and down thumb emojis, that are very very aggressive down thumbing and laughing, and I think that's really despicable, and I I don't I don't know quite what to say, um I think now I'm getting DMs from some of the other women in the space, like Dr. Kerry, and I haven't read what she said yet, but I assume she's saying something to the effect of she feels intimidated and feels very small by what Chuck has been doing. Very, very, very small.
5: Well, you know what, Oxiers that uh, you were just criticizing him. It sounds very schizophrenic, I have to say, your argument here, because you're you're shaming people for expressing themselves with the emojis at the same time you know kind of going after chug pretty hard for not being tolerant of people's expressions so i think we need to open this space up a little bit more with our hearts
6: maybe maybe we should all play fortnite together and bond together and then we wouldn't have any problems and maybe then me and chuggis could make up and we would play Fortnite together, and we would do the Fortnite dances at Download Festival, all of us together. And we would have the cocktails together, and it would be really good. Does anyone agree?
1: I would quite like to do some Fortnite dances. I think that would be really nice.
5: No, I don't really agree, Zara. Um, if Charles does not make the AI nudes, if you and release them, I will be doing it. Uh, I do not want you in the space. I do not want any women in the space. Uh, Coach will agree with me. He won't say it publicly, but... No, you're going
9: to get cancelled from the space.
6: Thank you. I never said nudes. I was about to say before Chugs cut me off. Edited pictures of me on Santa Claus's, uh, like sleigh or chariot, if you will, with presents, giving out presents, and he knows that that would be disrespectful for me, because he knows that I'm a practicing Muslim, so I don't agree with the myth of Saint Nicholas and his gift-giving ways. So the fact that you had to make it weird. Just tells me everything I need to know about you, buddy.
5: Nah, you're cancelled. You're <laughs> getting out of here, sorry. You're canceled.
2: It's always sad for me to have a long-term friend, somebody I've known for a couple months now, in chugs, and to see him lose his credibility in the course of three, four or five days. To go from a community leader, a hero, to somebody with almost no credibility left. And I think there are always opportunities when your credibility is falling. There are opportunities to pick yourself back up and face the people who are telling the truth and say, You were right. You were right. And I pledged to change and I'm going to make a difference. And you can stop that plummeting. You know, even if you lose 80% of your credibility, you can stop it getting to zero. But what I've seen today is Chugs, rather than accepting what Xerox is, has said to him. Rather than accepting the feedback from the group, he's gaslighted us. He's used laughing emo- he's using laugh emojis now at me. He's used laugh emojis at me and Xerox is I saw that too. He used laugh emojis at Xerox is that, that creates a toxic atmosphere for everyone who wants to to be in this community. and if people like Chokes are allowed to divide this community and encourage the merge and split things up, and there's no respect for women. Because I know the inappropriate terminologies he's used. I've I've been in many of those spaces. I've been frightened to talk myself. I haven't been able to talk myself because I've noticed that whenever he's been up on the speakers, he's been a a co-host usually. He tends to be in spaces where he's the host or the co-host. And he's been removing people. And everyone has been speaking in DMs about this. And it's just gone on too long. And I think it hit the wall today after he supported the merge and after Xerox is called him out on it and to hear him respond in that abusive manner is something that i find despicable
4: i mean coach if if you find me such a despicable human being uh feel free to remove me from the speaker role and uh ban me from your spaces sir uh not my intention at all but but yeah you, you always encourage us to speak our mind and seems that when I did you didn't enjoy it so uh, yeah feel free to uh, completely remove me buddy and uh, it'll be a shame for this friendship to end but it's what it is
6: it's horrible to hear a man of your stature be reduced to this you don't need to ever apologise for speaking your truth Chugs you should never let the haters win I'm really sad
1: I don't I don't often cry but I'm crying, and I don't, I don't want to see this happen. I don't want to see this this friendship group break up right now on 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 Twitter Space. But I can see it breaking in half right in front of me, very eyes, and I can't, I can't, I can't stand it.
4: Was that a bit Scottish? Yeah, you lost your accent just for a second there. Just how, for a second.
2: How have you been made to feel? Serious
1: is. I just I just don't know how we're gonna get through this situation. I just don't know. Because, because you know, Chug's over here, he he just doesn't see what he's been doing and and, and coach, you know, you can lead a, a, a war a horse to horse to water or something like that. But can you lead water to a horse? Probably not. You could bring it in a bucket. You've been trying to bring water in a big bucket over to the horse. Chugs is the horse. But Chugs isn't drinking. So you get a straw and you say, here you go. Here's a bucket. It's got water in it. Here's a straw. Suck on that. And he says, I don't know what you're, what you're talking about. And you say, come on then, open your mouth. And he tried pouring it into his mouth. They let him drink, but it's just splashing all over his chin, getting everywhere. His clothes are soaking. That's why he took his T-shirt off because it's soaking wet. You've been trying to feed him, force feed him water, but he won't drink. He won't drink, coach. There's nothing you can do. So this friendship group has just split right in half, and I don't know how to glue it back together. Go down to Quick Fit, see if I can find myself a bit of glue, a bit of good super glue, you know, the right kind that sticks proper. Not rubbish glue. I mean, like, proper glue. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, coach, I'm here for the community, right? I'm here for the community and I'm here for utility. That's what I'm all it's all about. That's why we're all here. I want to build utility with all of you here in this in this chat, in this space today, but some of you won't let me. Right? You come on me tweets like chugs and you say, you know, that's not what this is about. This is about something else and I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm not a technical man, you know. I was raised right, but I was raised without this kind of computer nonsense, right? You know, I don't understand any of it. And, and you're all here talking about blocks and validating and, and all sorts. I don't know what you're talking about. I just want to get utility, right? That's all I want. All right, can
4: I just ask, if you don't understand what we're talking about, how did you get the CTO role?
1: I don't know what you think you're doing here, Chugs. But I, I don't know what that
4: comment was about.
3: But,
2: I
4: just uh, your profile and it says that, CTO.
3: That's, so.
1: that's an ad
2: hominem attack.
4: Uh, no, no. It's just me asking like I, I my my character's being discredited here, but like you know, you're telling me you don't understand uh you know technical stuff but you know, you are the CTO, you're the chief technical officer. Uh so I, I'm I'm quite quite shocked that you got that role if you have no knowledge of uh the chains and the blocks and the blocks and the chains. Uh so just just trying to understand, Alex, that's all.
1: I know CTO stands for check this out, Chugs. Check this out at LunkDAO. I've been saying LunkDAO is really, you know, one of my favorite validators. If I had to choose my top three, I think LunkDAO would be in, in at least top two. I don't know. Orion Money is in my bottom. It's in my bottom worst, worst favorite one because they're from Eastern Europe and they're coming over and taking our jobs. So I'm not really a big fan of Orion Money. But I'm a big fan of Lunk Dow. And so I said, check this out. Uh, that's all that means. I, don't, I mean, you know, right. <sighs> I don't get mad. I don't get angry. But I want all of you get out of my way and let me build utility for normal working people. Normal people like me who go down mine, who go down Greg's, get sausage roll, you know, go watch football with me son, all right? I go to get a pie, drink a pint of beer with me son. <laughs> I don't get mad. I don't get angry. But if you stop me from bringing utility to this blockchain, I'm going to get very angry. And you'll see how wide and broad my shoulders are. If you come down and you see how I transform into another man altogether and I turn into a man with big, wide, broad, spherical, oily shoulders and I will, you, I, you'll you, come down to me wee house, me wee house down near Clay, the craig manure it's of my village and you'll come down to me house. But bring your friends, bring all of your friends and you'll see how wide I'm like a B-52 bomber on the way to Germany to bust a dam. That's what I'm like, a big wide B-52 bomber. And if you think you can come down with your friends and change my mind about
4: bringing utility to this blockchain, you have another thing coming. So this has gone from me being accused of being uh, aggressive to you threatening me now, OX, and uh, I don't appreciate you threatening me. Uh, to a point where I may just have to drop down a speaker because if I'm going to be targeted by you for no reason whatsoever, then uh, yeah, I don't want to mess with your wide shoulders. I'm going to be real. Sorry,
1: everyone. I uh, saw red for a moment there, and, and you know, it's not something I do a lot, but it's something that happens. And when I when I get about angry, I turn. I've got an alternative personality in Scottish. Uh, sorry, right. Let's change subject. Lunk808.eth hash Lunk validator at lunkwikipedia.com building on Lunk. Would you like to ask a question? Yes. Um, so my question for you, 0 ears, can you bench press uh, Do Doquan? How much does Do Kwon weigh? Do you know?
10: Well, I would assume with your broad shoulders, that wouldn't really matter, right? I don't really know. I, I would suppose, I would assume, um, let's say 80 kilograms.
1: 80 kilograms, right. Oh, that's quite a lot. I'm not sure I can bench press Do, Do Kwon, but I could overhead press him. I could overhead press Do Kwan straight over with locked knees and locked hips and no bouncing or any of that silly stuff. I'd just strict press Do Kwan straight over me head, and then I'd drop him onto me knee like Bane. What about a cloak-off? Uh,
4: uh, I like friend? that. Like, yeah, I think you could cloak-off him, couldn't you?
1: Let's, let's try
3: and redirect this conversation to the merch.
1: All right, thank you, coach. Let's get this back on track. This is a community call, a recorded space. It's going to be saved in the annals of history and recorded and listened to for the rest of time. So not, let's make it a good one.
2: Not only that, but I've got it screenshot. I've got it
1: screenshot. You screenshot, what are you screenshotting? I've got it screenshot the space. You're going to save that in your archive with the other screenshots and the evidence. You see Chugs here? I've got him screenshot. Yeah, that Chugs, you screenshotted now, pal. What are you going to do about that?
4: <laughs> Absolutely nothing. If you guys have uh, screenshot it, then that's your, your God-given right, but... Uh yeah, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this myself, because <laughs> I can do at this point.
3: Right. Knock, knock. <clears throat> not going to be so cheeky now, are you,
1: Chugs? Now you're being screenshot. Lunk 808, thank you very much for being polite and waiting for your turn with your hand up. Oh, um, am I in the
3: screenshot? I don't want to be in the
6: screenshot.
3: No, you're not. You're not in screenshot. It's just Chugs. He's been a troublemaker before. He's been your appropriate
6: terminologies. Oh, nasty piece of work, yes.
4: Can I just ask who this Chugs guy is? Because my name's Chugaboom, and uh, I'm getting quite offended if you're referring to me as Chugs, because obviously we were friends. Now all of a sudden I'm being uh, vilified, so only my friends get to call me Chugs. So if you could refer to me by my full name, I would appreciate it for, you know, just. For that sake, thank you. You say that,
2: but everyone's been saying Dow, It's Dow.
4: (laughs) Is it actually Dow? Like, for real? Like, is that... that... Say it. uh...
2: Say it. it. Because you've said it, like, at least 100 fucking times wrong. Say it wrong. (laughs) Say Lunceedal.
4: Down. it is then. Why not? not? I'm happy with that. We've got Donald Kwan and Lunceedal.
2: Say it 10 times. Because the amount of times you've said this wrong, and every time it's grating
4: fair enough like like it would be uh, yeah so we've got Donald Kwan and we've got Dow. alright I'm happy to uh, happy for these things to go ahead
1: right Lunk808 would you like to ask your question for whatever whatever your question might be make come it a serious o- one though. No? come over here let
5: me show
10: you my blockchain Um. alright since I have to ask a, a serious question um, it's probably going to be just this um i'm trying to do my best into helping the community to educate themselves around lung luna and the whole ecosystem but as you guys might probably not have as much knowledge as you guys so everybody who would contribute that would be very much appreciated
2: hey hey don't listen man i i we don't know each other very well but but just as a human to a human don't put yourself down like that man don't diminish yourself. You are good enough as you are. And look at what you've done. You've taken the, the resourcefulness, the initiative to create a beautiful thing, and you're trying your best to educate people. I think that needs a a massive um, dose of credit. You know, well done. I, I'm here to say, well done. And you never need to diminish yourself in that way again. Um, don't ever let anyone like Chugs make you feel small. Don't. Don't buy into the narrative you know. in a computer sense. Don't log in to the idea that he gives you, that you're a small person, you're insignificant. You're not. You're a part of the community. And with time, you'll become a more and more important part of the community. And uh, the, the people who might be abusive, who might gaslight you, who might make you feel small, they'll fade away because the community will realize who they truly are deep down. They'll realize that they have a bitter core, that their heart, is full of sourness and they'll start to reject them and who will be left but you and the other people who have a good heart who want the best for the community. And with that community, let me tell you, we'll be able to build utility.
3: I appreciate a lot, um,
10: coach for the nice words. Um, And yeah, I appreciate every everything from everybody. Uh, But then, you know, at the end of the day, I I learned to, you know, walk inside of a room without any expectations. So um, my day just got uh, made. Thank you for the positive uh, energies that were transferred. And um, let's build something really beautiful. Let's let's try to make something out of crypto again. I feel like the narrative around crypto kind of faded away throughout the years, but then Everything that happened recently, I think that's going to open up uh, people's eyes. But I think we need to, the people who are kind of in it, we need to help the new people so they don't have to go through centralized exchanges to get the necessary guidance. Everybody should understand that not your keys, not your crypto, very simple. And there are many other things that people should learn, but the tools aren't there. So if, if we as people, as you said, we come together and, you know, we think about what's important, I think uh, education should be in the somewhere.
6: Where am I? I went to go down to Woolworths. and I don't know who any of your people are. Where am I?
3: Who are you? Who are you? Is it a troll? What do you
6: mean a troll? There are no trolls here. Who are you? Where's Kathy? Where's my daughter Kathy?
1: Right, Zara you should know that Woolworths went into administration in 2008. So if you were looking for Woolworths, I think you're mistaken. I think you're trolling, and I'm not really sure what you're trying to do here in this community serious space.
2: Let's get back on topic. Look, I think the collapse of FTX and all the other exchanges, you know, the, the recent cascade of liquidations and contagion and all that stuff, what that has really taught us is the importance of DeFi, the importance of decentralized finance. Because so long as you put your money in some rich banker's hands or SBF's hands, Sam bankman fraud, as Zero said earlier, if you put your money in those hands, you have to trust them. And they are well known now not to be trustworthy people. So this should unify the community. It's a reinforcement of the original vision of crypto, of non-custodial open permissionlessness, uh, transparent protocols, true DeFi that we can all believe in, that we can all unify in. And that is Lunk to me. That is is what Lunk blockchain means to me. And I think if we can realize that vision and realize that all of the horror and the heartbreak and the cataclysm is a reinforcement of that vision, if we can all come here together and believe in that unity, then on the basis, on the foundation of that unity, we can build community. And what can you do with community? You can build infinite utility, but you need that first step of unity before you get community. Otherwise, there can be no utility. You cannot jump straight from no unity to utility. You need to go through the steps of unity, then community, then utility. If you have a solid community, there are infinite utilities you could make, but there's no point in trying to build a utility before you even have unity, because then you won't even be able to get to community to build a utility.
10: Um, I agree um, with that part. Um, I just have a question, Coach. Um,
1: all right, thank you very are... much for that, Coach. That was a good speech. I think we can all relate to it. Oh, sorry, wait I couldn't hear you. Were you talking? Um, yeah, I just had one more question for Coach, uh, since you know we.
10: I'm a validator for Lunk myself right but I'm uh, currently doing it uh, through all nodes since I don't have the necessary knowledge to run my own um let's say software that could pretty much run 24/7 with backups and everything so we have a very good uptime but now for in the future coach how do you think should have some sort of like a peer to peer um validators where you know we aren't like uh, dependent on let's say for example, if all our servers are inside of the USA, and all of a sudden USA decides, you know what, crypto go to hell, then we have this issue of centralized nodes. Do you think in the future we would be able to implement some sort of a module where we can have peer-to-peer um, nodes? Uh, that was a little bit disturbing.
2: Are, are you are you trying to convey that you want to do something to the USA and the? the service centers or something like why would that happen
10: look at what happened with let's say bitcoin in the past they were in china or wherever right and then all of a sudden law came outside and then they had to move their operations elsewhere for us in the future to not go through let's say that risk of having to move our um let's say infrastructure how do you think we should kind of make the nodes you know we we have 130 which in my opinion isn't enough for a really decentralized uh, in my opinion though but, um so that's that's pretty much the question i don't i don't really know how to exactly ask it but the idea is how are we going to in the future let's say if we have a centralized location for our nodes how to kind of disperse it throughout the globe throughout the the world so we are really more decentralized in some in some way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I just what
2: I meant there is like, you're not planning some kind of attack personally, are you like on the the servers in the USA or something? Because somebody planned something similar in Germany with the, the Hetzner servers um, that hosted most of the cosmos. And I, I thought that was like, <clears throat> I don't know, I always have my ears perked up these days, like if somebody says like attack, or the servers are going to go down or something. I start to think, you know, why is that person mentioning that? Because the rest of us are more optimistic. Um, I think in general everything will become easy with time. Uh, have you have you heard of what Doquan is doing now? Doquan is coming up with a thing called Feather, probably released in early January. And the idea is to make deploying a blockchain as easy as lifting a feather, right? So the idea is that right now the the technical constraints, the time cost, uh, the burden, and the capital expenditure of Creating a blockchain and reaching that that stage of minimum viability, economically and security-wise, is difficult. It, it requires a lot of you, and the idea with Feather is to make blockchains as easy as, say, launching a website with WordPress. Now, I think it's the same with uh, running validators. I think right now there's this kind of technical hurdle to get over, but I think with time it's going to get easier and easier and easier. And at the end of the day, it's going to be much like websites running a website. Um, or something like that, in that anyone will be able to deploy one easily. Anyone will be able to run a node easily. Just like say, uh, running a, a WordPress website or a Shopify website, I can make a website now to deploy uh, a drop shipping product or something within five minutes. I think it's gonna be much the same. And I think personally, I trust in that process um, and I try and support it in the way I can. And I think there will be a certain acceleration in the upcoming years, especially now that Lord Daquan is so focused
10: on this, well, that's actually great news. That's I, I, I knew about it, but I didn't understand it to that extent. That makes that will make a lot of uh, the adoption pretty much uh, go faster. I believe that's that's a really good thing to have. Um, and just a a quick um, add of information. So, I personally, I sold my liver to buy Luna. So um when luna pumps i can all convert into luna classic and become a millionaire this isn't financial advice yeah i mean
2: that's a, i i think luna is the better buy right now for many reasons uh the first reason being that the merge is probably going to go through if if chugs and his cronies have done what they say they do and convinced all these people convinced the, the Vegas community and everyone else to support the merge then I think it's quite hard to stop at this stage. Unfortunately, this this crowd, this this swarm of of uh, people now support this idea of the merge, uh, thanks to key influences uh, like Chugs. So I don't know. I, I don't think there's any stopping it really. And I think for now, I would advise all of my friends,
3: all of my children, to sell everything they have, sell all of their Luna Classic, and buy Luna. Great. Right,
1: thanks for that coach. Um I agree with what you just talked about. I'm not sure what the question was really about. not really sure what the problem is. Something about nodes um I think you know if there's a problem with your node, you should go see the doctor and if uh, uh, if it's not a medical problem because I'm not sure uh, and there's a problem of someone trying to attack your nodes, well, if they're in America, they've got guns on that so. You know, if they just put it in a safe house with lots of blokes and they've got a few guns, you know, what are they going to do? Can't get it. Hide it. Dig dig a hole. Hide the node. I think all these things are probably quite realistic and we don't have to worry about any of this sort of thing.
2: Does anyone have any um uh spiritual questions or questions on dating or MMA maybe?
10: I have a question on spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe in a third eye? Zara, I think that's to you. What? <clears throat> the question <throat> was regarding spirituality. Do you believe in a third eye?
6: Yes. Yeah, bum more. Any more questions? Every, every single culture through all of history has spoken of the importance of a fast digestion for living longer and better health. The Ayurvedic traditions, the Chinese traditions, even good old Western traditions, all of them know that fast digestion leads to better health because endotoxin interacts directly between them to cause disease, lipopolysaccharides. Everyone knows you have a feeling in your gut when you're nervous. It's real. So that real sense, that gut feeling, that is your third eye. It's your bumhole.
3: That makes completely sense. Cheers. Regards. I was once in the
2: the presence of a guru in Nepal, and um, people were gathered around him and they were asking him questions. And I kind of strolled into this meeting late, and somebody was sitting beside him, and I heard the question, I overheard the question. And the guy said, guru, guru, how do I open my heart chakra? What is the the technique to open my heart chakra? What is the, you know, the special asanas and and yoga poses? What is the, the meditation? What are the visualizations to open my heart chakra? Could you please tell me the instructions to open my heart chakra? And the guru started laughing. He just laughed in his face. He laughed. He laughed and laughed and laughed. And he said, don't be silly. Like. The way to open your heart chakra is to practice loving others. That's it. You need to love others around you. You know, Think loving thoughts, do loving things, help people the best you can. Love them. Love them in a simple way. And that way, the opening of the heart chakra is a side effect. But to, to focus first on the technique, to make it an equation to solve, to reduce it to the level of homework to attend to, and miss the important thing, that would be a critical mistake. So I believe in what the the guru said with these things when it comes to the third eye or the the root chakra or the heart chakra, which, which do represent an underlying truth. But the main thing is that all of these aspects of our being, they unlock and they open as a part of a natural process, a side effect of doing the most important thing, And maybe that most important thing is something like being loving to your father, you know, or loving the people around you or facing that key fear that's held you back. But to to obsess and reduce it to some kind of equation to solve, uh, that is a a large fallacy in thinking. It, It can't be reduced in that way. And usually in everyone's lives, no matter who they are, there is this one big important thing to to confront, to face, to do. Um, and and one way in which we're maybe not loving as much as we otherwise could, you know so that would be my advice to to keep it simple and to to realize that the important thing, moment to moment in life is the degree to which you let go in each moment and the degree to which you love in each moment and that is always utterly simple and always utterly in each moment, and there is no need to to make it more complex than it is.
10: that makes. That makes sense as well. Um, you know, I, I have this uh, follow-up question on what you just said, um, Bruce. Okay, I believe in life, the most simple things are the most complex things, right? Just living,
3: loving. It's simple, but very complex at the same time. But how do you let go of your ego? What, what is um, ego? How are you defining it? There are a thousand definitions of that.
10: Well, that's a good question. Actually, I'm going to think out loud, okay? Um, The way I personally define ego might not align with how people tell me what ego is. So that's why I think thinking out loud right now without having thought about it beforehand will be wrong. And I don't know if it, it is wrong or right, and it doesn't really matter. But how I define ego is where it clashes, where you want to do something, but then something in you tells you that you know you have to hold yourself high. You don't have to belittle yourself. You, if it's if it's wrong, it's wrong. It doesn't matter. You know, it's it, it has to be right. But I'm not saying this in in general, right? There there are a few things in certain cases where you have to be, let's say, just straight to the point. But then, how does? How does someone that cares about you, right? And they want to give you the best advice or just their opinion. But then they say, let go of the ego. But what is it? What is the ego exactly? What, what issues is the ego giving? So I think that's a question I should go and ask whenever in the future people um, tell me to let go of the ego. And just be like, define it. That's a good one. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I mean, the ego is like this, in the the usual way it's referred to as this kind of nebulous, vague concept that isn't clearly defined um, and gets blamed for things, apparently. It's it's always good to be specific with any kind of spiritual or psychological work, um, because a lot of it is just our humanness that, that isn't going anywhere, isn't necessarily a problem, um, is, is just a part of life. And it's also a mistake to to feel the need to get rid of a part of yourself um, rather than getting rid of parts of yourself. There are usually ways to to see them more clearly and accept them more clearly and and to to let go not in terms of the loss of them, but in the acceptance of them and the allowing them to be there the The healthy mind in terms of a spiritual perspective is like you're the CEO of a large company and you're in the the boardroom, and the habit of the mind might be that one particular person in the boardroom is very, very loud and very, very opinionated all of the time. And that might be a form of ego, a form of attachment to something, right? And and a healthy mind isn't removing that person from the boardroom. A healthy mind is is bringing them down to the same volume as everyone else. And a healthy mind isn't just that. It's being able to be able to, to pause and have everyone in the room be silent for a period of time if they want to be um, so it's 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 about really being the CEO of your own mind uh, rather than removing anything rather than being angry or pushing anything away. Everyone is still in the room, every aspect of your own being is still in the room the the little boy is there, the wise part of you is there, the maternal aspect of you is there every every kind of um, archetypal subtype of your being is still there and still has a voice but it has its place. It has its its context. It doesn't overpower the rest of the mind. It doesn't drown everything out. Um, it, it remains in balance, right? It's not shouting over the other voices. And when you want to do something, say if you want to meditate or something, you can say to yourself, you know, I, I'm going to spend one hour of time meditating now. So I'd like the the part of me that is skeptical, that doubts this could ever work, that doubts this has any meaning to to just pause. And you know, if you have your opinion later on today, you can come back and talk and that's fine. But like for now, I'd like to just do this thing. And, and the healthy mind is, is that level of balance where every, every voice inside you is still there, still valid, still can speak, still has an opinion, still has the right to expression, still is fully accepted by your own being, but at the same time, doesn't drown out other voices and doesn't always insist on monopolizing your time. Right. And, and, it, it it can let go easily and it can express itself easily, but there's no sense of monopoly of the mind.
3: You know, coach, um,
10: thank you. And um, um, I was already thinking of meditating and it was really funny that you mentioned it. Um, but me, honestly, I would have never ever in my life imagined that I would have hopped in a Twitter space and have something like, I expressed myself, and then the interaction made me think. And that's something I want to thank you for.
1: Now, it might be worth me mentioning, we're entering the Christmas holiday season. We're entering a time of the year when Lunk Dao and everybody has to stop validating for a few days while the holidays happen. So if you get an email from your Lunk Out, if you're on the, on the mailing list, you'll see the details of what we're doing over the Christmas period, for how long we're shutting down, and and how, how you're going to claim your lucked Christmas present as well. So well, check your inboxes. If you're not on the mailing list, just drop a, drop a DM to coach with your email, and you'll get all the details.
3: Go ahead, young Zara. Hi. Hi, everyone. Great. Would anyone like to come up and ask a question on the topics of the lung merge, Emerge, on spirituality, on dating, or on mixed martial arts?
1: I have a question. Um, I think Zara might as well, but I'm skeptical based on her last contribution. Now, Coach, how do you think online dating has affected the dating scene, do you think is a positive thing or do you think it's a negative thing to have Tinder and all that sort of stuff? It's not something I lived through being an old man, but I think the younger generation would be keen for your insights around how to navigate this Tinder thing.
2: Well, there's the overall effect and then there's the, the user perspective. Um, maybe the user perspective first online dating is great if you're above about a seven out of 10 in looks continue with it. You will do much better. Uh, you're in the top percentile where you can get matches. You can have nice conversations. You can have a nice time. You can do well. That can be great. If you are less than about seven and a half out of 10, delete the fucking app, get off the app. Like nothing will be better for you than just walking around and starting conversations and letting people feel your energy and your voice and your, 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 your liveliness and your personality first. Uh, start there. I think the the worst thing ever is that an average or ugly person uses a dating app. I think those people should stay the fuck away from it forever because that's going to haunt them. They'll be swiping thousands of times and nobody or, or very few people or maybe only ugly people will ever match with them. I think that is a, a recipe for disaster in terms of self-esteem, um, in terms of meeting anyone, in terms of building any confidence you don't want to enter a context, a kind of a game, a system, where you are the dregs, the residue right at the bottom, the crud that that spills behind the oven. That is what it's like to be an average or ugly person on these dating apps. So that's my first piece of advice. If you if you're ugly, stay the fuck away. Um otherwise, I think it's quite interesting. I think it's quite nice, in fact. Um I, I think it's I think I like it in the same way that I like Twitter, right? So when you're on twitter you express yourself and and you you give your mind to the world and you allow more people to experience you it's the same on dating apps except it's it's like your 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 personhood on a physical level as well as your mind um but you allow yourself to be put out there and and exposed to thousands potentially of people more and more and more and more and the effect of that is you get a much more accurate filtration system, right? So for instance, someone like me, who's really into meditation, who used to be a, a Buddhist monk or whatever, I can put that I'm into meditation on my profile. Like I'm really into meditation and meditate an hour a day. I'm a meditation teacher or whatever. I can write whatever I like, um, or I can write something, um, maybe unique about me that is quite rare among people, some kind of interest. Maybe I'm into, I don't know, um, kayaking or something. I can write something like that. And, and that that fact of that piece of information will be a super effective way of finding people with the same interests in my local area, you know, within 10 kilometers or something. I think that's wonderful because you meet a lot of people you wouldn't otherwise meet. You know, if I go around day to day and I just talk to people on the street or, you know, women cashiers in, in Tesco or wherever um, and just talk to them, I'm very, very unlikely to meet uh, a girl who's unique enough to be like into meditation heavily or something like that. you know. I'm likely instead to meet uh, canceled trash, slutty women, um, drug addicts, You know, the, the wives of fishermen who are out at sea and want a little bit of funny business in the meantime when they're away. Um, I, I'm not likely to meet somebody that resonant with me. And I think as you become more of a maybe mm, kind of a unique person or a bit eccentric or maybe intelligent or whatever, that becomes harder and harder to find people. So I think like even, like even there's a progression here as well because I think as people become weirder and weirder or maybe smarter or maybe more eccentric, they're much more likely to find their long-term mate on Twitter. I think there's a progression. It's like the uglier you are, the more you need to head to the streets and find a wife there. If you're mildly good looking but boring, you need to go on Tinder or Bumble and find a wife there. But if you are an eccentric fucking weirdo or a smart person, you need to head on Twitter and you need to start expressing yourself because sooner or later, you're going to find someone who's like an ultimate follower, who loves to read everything you post, who likes your creativity, who likes to be imaginative with you in one of these spaces, who likes to share joy, you make each other laugh and stuff like that. And at that point, when you find that person, it will be such a rare occurrence. It won't have happened in years, probably for for most of these eccentric freaks. It won't have happened in years such that the distance will no longer be a problem and you'll be more than happy to meet them to fly to them to to go make it happen somehow because both of you realize that that meeting this person is such a rare occurrence that you can't help but capitalize on it so that's my view i think there's a progression i think it's it's unique for each person but i think the beauty of these online realms if they're used well um, and if ugly people stay away from them, the beauty of these online realms is is more than worth the cost.
7: Yeah,
6: I think um, if you use uh, dating apps, it can make you feel like a very, it's just horrible. It's like you're swiping through a meat catalogue. Everyone's retarded <clears throat> and boring. And even if you end up going on a date with anyone off there, they're normally also really weird, retarded and boring. So you're better off just um tweeting and finding someone through that. Um, sorry for saying retarded quiz in crypto. I see you in the comments. I'm sorry. That's the name of someone by the way. I wasn't calling you all quiz.
3: Mm.
2: I really do think that if you're if you're a reasonably smart person or a creative person, the best way to find a, a long-term partner is just to post. Come on Twitter and, and carry on posting. Post what and And don't post for an agenda. Here's the critical thing as well. If you start posting for some agenda, like building a business or um, having an impression or seeming to be a certain way, you are not going to find anyone you might love. You are going to find people that reflect that persona that you're portraying. right? You're you're not going to find people who actually like the real you deep down. And uh, you probably won't like them either because they're attracted not to the real you, but to your persona. Um whereas if you come here and post in an agenderless way and you just share your own joy again and again and again, the, the natural generation of whatever comes from your mind, whatever makes you laugh, again and, again and again and again and again and again. Over years maybe, months, years, whatever, eventually you will find a lot of people who you like who also understand and appreciate and find you really funny. And at that point, you can just pick among them and marry them. And I think that is a, a beautiful thing to do because Uh, firstly you're resonant but like the attraction being to the mind first is is the the cool thing because if you're attracted on a mind level first and the physicality comes later that's quite a good way to ensure that you're a couple long term like me i usually go for like 60 iq good looking girls like real fucking idiots right like real morons and and the, the thing is like there's an attraction early on because it's like you know this this um Sex doll, fuck doll, like super attractive, like enormous breasts and like huge ass and like high cheekbones and, and filler and and lip gloss and whatever and big hair and like huge feet and everything else and like to manipulate these women and and tear them around and bend their their knees behind their heads and shit and the cracking sound you know when I when I contort them and make love to them in different ways and stuff that's a wonderful thing and that can be intoxicating but at the same time. You know, after the sex, after the ejaculation, after the juices have been spilled over the bed, after the fatigue sets in, after all of the calories have been used up in the sex act, at that point, there can be a horrible realization that I have to speak to this girl. And that is painful. Um, And I've endured that pain many, many times, had conversations with girls with 50, 60, 70 IQ points. Um, and, and it's a horrible thing because people like that, they can't process, you know, basic logic, they can't process conditional hypotheticals, they can't process any of the basic things that you start to avoid, the cognitive biases you start to avoid when you climb up over 70, 80 IQ points. Um, it, it's an arduous task and it reminds me of like cleaning an enormous hole with a a dirty mop you know it's like a horrible thing i just don't want to do it i don't i wouldn't accept payment to do it in fact um so i have witnessed the effects of choosing physical attractiveness first and to to now be on twitter to now be courting and grooming uh women from my followers for lunked that that has been a much better thing for me to do um and much less hazardous
6: i feel like um sex is an expression of like emotional energy or life energy so it's interlinked intrinsically with your mind and yourself and if you compartmentalize that and you separate sex into a different box and you would have sex with someone that you can't even have a conversation with let alone like let alone love or want to explore each other's full selves it's like you're you're going to get a spiritually transmitted disease from that from that sectioning off of your emotional and that in a way is core self sexual and emotional linked together it's like you're you have a beautiful pet like a fluffy cat and instead of taking care of it you just walk it through the streets covered in glass glass shards into its little paws because an alcoholic and you need to go and buy some vodka. And by alcoholic, I mean you're a guma. I just, I don't understand why anyone would just subject themselves to that sort of thing or use their body in such a disgusting way. I mean, I just don't know how you can't just feel disgusting after doing something like that. And all that post-not-clarity stuff, the, the only post-not-clarity you have should be the clarity that you love the person that you just had sex with. And if you don't feel that post nut clarity, that's a different type of disgust. That's disgust at yourself for lowering yourself to your base disgusting desires, not being able to control yourself and doing that at the expense of your future partner and yourself and just betraying yourself entirely. I think it's a horrible mistake to make. If I were you, I'd probably kill myself.
2: Thank you, Sarah. Kareem, would you like to reflect on this? Um, Kareem, maybe you should sure. first state the hair loss medication you're on and then give your opinion so we can filter it through that.
8: Yeah, I'm on, um, I'm on uh, ashwagandha route and finesse red.
2: OK, so everyone just bear in mind that the opinions and the views he expresses today Are going to be chemically influenced by ashwagandha and finasteride. And so may not necessarily reflect his base opinions underneath all of that, because even though there's an N equals one situation, there's only his life stream. If we rewind time to maybe five years ago, before he started both of these medications and then took an alternative life stream where he'd never had either, he might find himself with a completely different set of opinions. So bear that in mind before he speaks. But yeah, go ahead.
8: Yeah, thank you, Coach. Um, it's interesting because what if you fumble a baddie? You did everything right—the dating apps or being in the streets and um or tweeting and finding that super follower. What happens if you
3: you fumble? You just try again. Try again. Try again. Try again. Try again. And that is life.
8: So, so fu- you you wouldn't try to recover the fumble. You would start a new play. Well, it depends.
2: Describe the fumble, because this is clearly a real situation that you're concealing from us all.
8: You know, just the the one. Is there is there really the one, or do
3: you is that a myth? Well. Describe the situation. Are you talking a relationship that fell apart? Are you talking a girl you're obsessed
2: with in your class that you didn't make a move on because you were shy and then she moved on, got a boyfriend, she started dating Jamal or something like that. Is that mm-hmm. what it's what's the context here?
8: Context. Mm. Context is because it happened many times over many years, but it's always a new situation. So it's but but the common thing is like, how do you come back from fumbling? That's a haven't figured out. But one example is. Um finding out that uh they were being unfaithful. So I had to remove myself from the situation.
2: Well, I don't know why you want to unfumble that. That's just something to move on from.
3: Yeah.
8: So the Ashwagandha.
2: Right. So the, the Ashwagandha is maybe neurochemically modulating you in a way that makes you more forgiving than you should be uh the uninfluenced unchemically modulated mind devoid or divested of all herbal intoxication that would just say fuck it i'm moving on fuck this bitch there are billions and billions 4 billion women out there from all countries of the world from belgium to denmark to sudan to congo to australia to nicaragua to You can have any woman you like, you can even have Inuit Eskimo pussy, It's you can do whatever you like. There are no restrictions here. So don't get caught up on one girl who's unfaithful. She isn't a person who can understand or realize the beauty of your soul. So that's her loss. Fuck her. King. This space will detonate in one minute if people don't come up and ask questions.
1: Um, I have one more question on a similar train of thought. So moving on from sex and dating, what is the most effective takedown technique and the easiest way to submit someone, um, say if they were 60 to 70 kilograms uh, in body weight, maybe even as low as 50 kilograms in body weight, and you were say eighty kilograms and about a foot taller.
2: Uh, is it in a pub or what? What's the context? Uh,
1: the context is just domestic setting.
2: Oh my! <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but my favorite thing with girls—like, <laughs> did I ever tell you this? If I have uh, girlfriends or whatever, I always fucking take them down and shit. Like, like you know what? You when they're over, like they they come around your flat or something for a drink or something. I always fucking get on the floor and start slithering like a snake. And they're like, what are you doing? Then I slither towards them, (laughs) grab grab there. But like one of the favorite ones is like, um, if you, if you get on the floor and she's standing up and uh, she's facing towards you, if you slither towards her like a snake um, and then like, (laughs) Oh my God, I can't really describe this easily. You, you put one of your shoulders into her shin, right? And then, with the the edge of your forearm you press that into her achilles tendon and while moving your shoulder forward as this in this snake setup and she'll just fall over backwards and she'll be like what the fuck!" and then when she gets up again and she's like why did you do that you again slither towards her you put her shin in the the side of your neck by your shoulder and you grab uh you grab your forearm um and you press that into like by forearm, I mean, like, you know where the watch goes, the side of your watch where it's thinnest. This is the bone you're pressing into the back of her Achilles tendon, while at the same time you're pressing your shoulder um, into her shin. And she'll keep falling backwards. And you can do this with a woman like a hundred times. She'll keep getting up and she'll be like, why did you do that? And then you you again slither towards her and she falls over and you again say, again and again and again and then she'll say like why did you do that why the interesting thing is this um is that you'll find the reason i even know this the interesting thing you'll find is that women have no memory women have no memory over time of the fact that this has happened hundreds of times you can keep doing it again and again and again and again and again again she'll get up and she'll say why did you do that and then you again slither towards her take her down again she'll get up why did you do that? It's like this weird repetition that goes on and on and on and on. It's, it's a fascinating thing. And you realize how women see the world. So rather than having a duration and any kind of spatial and time reference to their lives, which is modeled in, in thought cognitively um, over time, over the apparency of time that is, that is manifested and created by the ongoing usage of language, as males do, women are purely in the moment. Women have no memory at all. They respond entirely to the emotional stimulus of this moment. So you can keep getting them again and again and again. They have no memory at all, no trauma, which is fascinating as well. Cats the same. Um, you can do things to cats again and again and again, and they'll never be traumatized. It's like the, the basic resiliency of animals and women are exactly the same. And that resiliency, in many ways, relies upon no short-term memory. Because if they had a short-term memory, then, then events that might otherwise shock them, like maybe a fox biting them or something like that in the wild, would traumatize them and stifle them completely and maybe end their genetic lineage. So you find that women and these, these small animals have developed a resiliency in a lack of short-term memory. And, and this allows them to function well and allows them to endure your abuse. And this is also why beaten wives and, and these women who are in horrible relationships just never leave. It's because they have no memory of it.
6: Um, I have a, a little life hack for all the men here. Um, with regards to this what you were saying reminded me it's true by the way but um if you're ever like a dating woman or you're with a woman and she's like really like you know she's over verbalizing she's talking she's whining whatever there's a spot right between i don't know if you guys know this already but there's a spot right between at the very top of the nose where it just goes in a little bit before it gets to the forehead and if you kiss a woman there just right like really hard like really press your lips sideways on that little bit just between the temple uh, just between the the eyebrows it like releases something in the sinuses i don't know it releases some pressure or adds pressure whatever and like it will just it's like a it's like an off button if you kiss them really hard in between the eyebrows it will manage to like shut them up it will manage to make them feel calm um and you guys should have genuinely try this it's a really crazy little thing you can't get it with just pressing it with your finger. It has to be a kiss. and Maybe it's like them kissing your brain emotionally, but it really works, and any of the women listening should get a man to do it to them. It's really cool, and it's a cool thing. It also works, and they'll also forget it. It's like what Bruce was saying about um, taking them down or whatever. Every time you do it, they'll be like, wow, that was crazy. I can't believe you just did that. I've never felt that before.
3: yeah is was the description clear the uh, yeah attached? yeah did you try it on your wife or have
2: you not
1: tried no it? she's currently um asleep so that would be the end of my marriage um but i think uh would i found out what i've gone wrong because i've been going for the imanari role every single time no and she just skips straight through it um i need to slither at her like a snake
2: so you, you just for clarity for everyone here you get on your front so you're lying down in your front like a snake mode and, and you just kind of wriggle or slither towards her. Um hopefully she's distracted by something. She's standing up like playing on a phone or something, whatever. Um, you make sure she's facing you. And then you slither up so that the the area between your neck and your shoulder is where her lower leg goes, right? So her shin should be against like your the middle of your shoulder. That that's how it should be kind of nestled in. Um, after that happens, you, you reach your arm up, maybe your right arm, and you dig in the side of your wrist into her Achilles tendon while pushing forward, while wriggling forward um, with your shoulder. And, and she'll just fall over. And you can keep doing that pretty much forever. And it's, it's, trust me, it's infinitely
3: satisfying. Like the amount of laughter you'll have when she falls over and cracks her head is incomparable. There's also no way to get out of it. Like
2: if you lock your if you lock your arms up properly, um, as I do, there's there's nothing she can do. And you can do it in slow motion, too, which is really fucking infuriating. It's like it's like she's like, no, not again. And you do it really fucking slowly, like one millimeter at a time. And she slowly starts falling over. And she's like, no, no, what are you doing? And you just like slowly add up the pressure. And like eventually she's going to tap out because like. The pain in her Achilles tendon is way too much so you just slowly push her over like you can you can really drag this out like there's no escape at all it's a real it's a display of dominance
3: as well like I've had the best sex of my life after doing this to women
6: Safi what do you think about the act of trapping women with big nets um to take them home and like do these games and slithering around with them? Like, do you think it's okay? Do you think it's moral? Have you have gotten? Like
9: are you talking about the guns that are like, like you push a button and like you pull the trigger and this net shoots out?
6: Well, if you're a bit modern, you can do it that way. But I think a preferred way in the the art art of it is like to just have a big old net on a stick and chase after oh, you.
9: You mean like the way that they do it in Bali? like you have to chase down a woman with your uh, like a fishing net. Yeah.
3: True.
9: Yeah, I think it's a beautiful practice. Um if you can throw the net just right though, right? Cuz the thing has little weights on the sides. Um you don't want to harm somebody like catching them with a net, right? Um so if you're if you're trying to like ensnare this female for marriage, let's say. You don't want to crush her skull in the process, right? You just want to uh like carefully um like you know trap her Uh, you know the other thing that they do sometimes in bali i don't know if you've been there sarah but like they'll sometimes they'll make like a common way to uh like claim a woman for your own uh would be like you dig a, a pit at the beach um you know you could put like some sticks and things over it like and at the bottom there'll be maybe like something soft like feathers or like pillows or something like that. And then, you know, they would walk over the leaves and fall into this pit. And um, like whoever has like the biggest pit and can like, you know, uh, maybe trap the prettiest girl in it, uh, they sort of win. Um, so this is like a like something that shows up in the newspaper there. So every week you pull up in the newspaper and, you know, it'll, it'll clarify like who has gotten married as a result of this uh, technique. Uh, so there's the pit technique, there's the net technique. I think they're both very beautiful, um, like, interpretations. And I don't think they've changed that much in the modern age, although maybe, like, the technology to, like, dig a pit. At one point, they had to use their bare hands, and now, you know, of course, like, some people use shovels, and they use, like, the little banana leaves and all that. Um, some people even use, like, the little coconuts. Um, and they break them in half and use that as, like, a shovel. So I think there's some modernity there, but, like, on the whole, the basic. Um, like the premise has maintained, and I think that's beautiful. Hey, wait! Did you have some comment about nets or pits?
10: Yeah, um, actually, uh, modern technology has allowed the younger generation to do it in a different way. Uh, we just use pokeballs. And then uh, me personally, that's the way I did it. Um, I caught my wife um, with my pokeball, and ever since I'm training her, uh, she's
3: upgraded a few levels, so I'm happy.
9: Great. So this is like some sort of video game thing. I think it's some kind of weird
2: uh, role play he's doing. I don't. I don't really understand the.
3: Um... I don't know. Some people never grow up.
6: I just shared a really beautiful picture on the top of the space. And there's another one before that as well. If anyone would like to have a look at it and tell me their thoughts.
2: I was reminded of what the, the library of Alexandria might have looked like. The the bay near there. Except without the... Oh, uh, Actually, it's like Italy or somewhere, isn't it? I don't know
6: where that is. It's okay, nice, solid, good stuff. I'm gonna sleep by one because I'm not letting spaces ruin my sleep again.
2: So, you think you're a person who can resist the love of your friends?
6: Um, yeah. I think we can space early in the morning.
2: So so we have to be accommodating for your little work schedule for maximum productivity.
6: Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, of course, you can do what you want, but you have never managed to have a solid sleep schedule in your life. So maybe it would be beneficial to you
2: you're going to slot us into the eleven thirties to 12 p.m. slot between the memorising of your flashcards and your, your Spanish language lesson with your remote teacher. Is that what you're going to do to maximise productivity? And you're going to designate the space as like a, a downtime decompression space for the specific purpose of unwinding.
6: Yes, exactly. You know me so well. How did you even know about the Spanish classes? I swear I haven't even spoken about that. It's weird. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be a bit earlier than eleven thirty tomorrow though. I'm planning on having a decompression space to start the day, then I'm going to go on my seven kilometer run, then I'm going to do some cold water swimming, then I'm going to take my daily yeah,
2: I have an idea. Why don't we go around and tell each other our daily routines? You've basically done it, but do you want to finish the rest of your day?
6: Surely have a daily routine. Um, then I go to the supermarket.
2: For a little bit of context here, one thing I used to do when I was younger, because you know I'm a person who's achieved a great deal in my life, and the reason Are I've achieved sorry? what? Sorry, really, a great deal. I've achieved a great deal in my life. The reason I've achieved so much is when I was twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I used to read an enormous amount of self-development books. My, my father insisted, like, I'll give you £10 for pocket money, but only if you read these 10 books on self-development. So I did. I, I used to be a voracious reader. I used to read them again and again and again. You know, The 100 Tips to Become a Powerful Man, uh, you know, The the 50 Laws of Power. I read all of these books, but one of my favourite books was the The Daily Routines of Geniuses and Great Men. I used to read that again and again, and again, because I thought if I could study the routines, the daily schedules of the greatest men in history and replicate that for myself, then I'd be able to become a great man too. And that is what's happened. So that, that was the, the origin of my interest in these things. And that is why I'm hosting this space on the daily routines of, of the great people here on the speaker's panel. There's
3: a reason they are on the speaker's panel. They have been invited. Uh, Have you read about someone like Zara in your books lately?
9: Like, you know, like a, you know, girl boss who's gets to sleep at a perfect time to maintain daytime productivity, uh, a mental sharpness so she can do her art and, uh, you know, be more like just productive in general or more focused. No,
2: actually in the, if you want a real answer here, Sefi. In the the books on the the schedules of of geniuses and great men, there are no uh, normal, routine people. Really, there are very early risers that get up at about four a.m. Um, and there are people who stay up the whole night doing drugs and stuff. Uh, there are these these great like beat generation writers who used to stay up till six a.m. every night and do all this cocaine and stuff. And on the other hand, there are people who are like productive machines who get up at say four a.m. every day. Um, and start the day very, very early. But there's there's almost nobody who had, a, say, a normal routine of going to bed at one and getting up at eight or something like that. There's There's no greatness there. In fact, that's a way to ensure your mediocrity.
6: Yeah, I just feel like in these dark and cold winter days, the more sunlight you get, the better. So I want to wake up and feel the sunlight on my face. Because if I sleep in a little longer, that's just more darkness. I don't want that. I want sunshine. I want beauty. I want to see the birds. I want to go on a walk up the hill tomorrow. I want to I saw this video of a girl with a crow, and she was talking to the crow, and it made me really want to have a pet crow. So that's one of my goals at the moment. Um, so I'm going to try and charm some birds. But yeah, maybe I'm destined for mediocrity. Maybe, maybe talking to crows is mediocrity. Maybe I'll just kill myself. Because you hurt me, because you humiliated me in front of all of these people, in front of all of my friends.
9: Well, uh, Zara, I don't think that's necessary. You like, there are alternatives. uh One example would be um very weird, like weight loss regimens. Maybe fast for three days in a row, and then eat like maybe little bits of fiber cereal, and then fast for three more days. Like I've heard that can alleviate this kind of behavior. Um, I don't think you need to go. Really off the deep end and like into pills and all these kind of things.
6: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I've always, I've, I think I've just lately, it's just been building up in me this surge of negativity because every time I look at Zero X's profile picture, I look at his long, slender neck and I think, I wish my neck looked like that, but it doesn't. My neck's wide, it's about as wide as a really large tuna can. And it's short, only two centimetres long. And he's got a long, slender neck, sort of like an arm, like an anorexic's arm. It makes me feel really jealous. Zero says, how can I achieve this?
1: Mm, I think the trick is, well, it's not something you can learn. It's genetic. Um, To have this long neck with an elbow joint, it's really genetic. It's not something. It's something I was born with. Um, and you, you can replicate my my schedule if you'd like to but I'm actually just brushing my teeth and um, getting ready for bed and uh, so now you know when I get go to sleep it's about 2 a.m. right now so you know if you get to bed at 2 a.m. maybe maybe you can also have a long neck
6: Is it hard brushing your teeth when your neck's that long? Like, do you have to bend your neck down, or do you have to lift mm-hmm, your arm mm-hmm. all the way
1: out? Yeah, yeah. I have an orthopedic, um, orthopedic setup for my uh, disabilities. So one of them is a really long neck. So I have to have uh, an extremely tall mirror, and um, every single house I live in has to be at least uh, maybe like a, a three-meter clear space in every single room. Otherwise I have to bend over my, my neck joint and walk around at 90 degrees, which is really awkward. Um, yeah. And like brushing my teeth, my arms aren't really long enough to reach my mouth. So I have an extendable toothbrush. It's extremely long. It's more like a, something a window cleaner might have. and I use that it's, it's extremely long and, and, uh, and I brush my teeth from a distance. It's very difficult. So, you know, these are the challenges you face. It's not all rainbows and butterflies and rosy good times having this long neck it's really inconvenient very awkward like in public lifts can you imagine
6: oh it's so embarrassing yeah so embarrassing you can't
1: imagine
2: zara are you willing to answer a question yeah i have noticed that xerox is although he has tried to hide this i've noticed that he has a manual toothbrush rather than an electric toothbrush I wondered if you could give everyone a description of the kind of man who uses an electric toothbrush, and the kind of man who uses a manual handheld toothbrush that you have to to manually power yourself backwards and forwards with your arm muscles.
6: Well, wow. <laughs> can see that Xerox is a multifaceted sort of guy, but. I imagine a man with an electric toothbrush, on average, is about four foot three tall and he's tall and from a side from the side he looks like as thin as a sheet of paper. He could blow away in the wind. He has a small shiny bold head, like an egg. And if he walks down the street, if the wind is strong enough, it will blow his paper thin body away, and then his egg head will just smack down on nearby roofs with a resounding crack and his yokey brain will just slurp out like peaches and peach syrup sliding down the these random roofs because the thing is the electric toothbrush over time it dislodges dislodges the brain via the teeth from its skull and all of the you know the membranes around the brain they start to dissolve They all dissolve from the vibrations until the brain begins to make the skull crack. And with the slightest gust of wind, it just cracks out. And all of the energy of the rest of the body, all of the cells, all of our energy is used up trying to restore all the brain, which is why he's so paper thin. But the problem is, it's just not a feasible situation. It's a desperate last resort, and it's never destined to last. So any man who uses an electric toothbrush here, I have one piece of advice for you. And that's don't go outside. Don't go outside. It's not worth it. Your life is a risk.
9: Yeah, I I don't use an electric toothbrush myself, but I think maybe it's there's some issue with the brand of electric toothbrush you have, Zara. Like, I don't understand this whole jostling of the brain thing. Are you putting it inside your nose? No, I don't have an
6: electric toothbrush do I look yeah, but like I've seen, seen
9: someone but you've seen one of these freaks put it in there like in their brain?
6: No. It vibrated it. The vibrations traveled up traveled yeah. up the teeth into the skull.
9: Turn the skull the to shape. Sure.
6: Exactly. Now you well, understand, Sophie.
1: What happens here and and perhaps I could explain some of the mechanics is each part of your brain, each section of your brain has a resonant frequency and the toothbrush is designed maliciously by some toothbrush manufacturers to hit the exact resonant frequency of certain parts of the brain Um, and over time that resonating that vibrating it dislodges the brain and it also causes problems like most of your mental health issues are probably because you use an electric toothbrush and it's resonating your cerebellum or your amygdala amygdala as how uh, you say it, that's the fear bit. If you're scared and anxious, it's probably because your re- your electric toothbrush is resonating, vibrating and resonating your amygdala, amygdala. Exactly.
6: Oh, another also, um, right.
2: just just for clarity here, it's amygdala, amygdala. Great.
1: Thank you.
6: I can't help but notice that you just felt the to correct zero exes in front of all of our friends is this because you're trying to put him down no
2: i have a a postgraduate degree in neuroscience so i'm very familiar with the brain stem
6: so you understand the intricacies of the electric toothbrush oh and by the way the reason i didn't talk about manual toothbrushes is because those that are poor that can't afford a real electric toothbrush generally don't tend to spend their money on mining your toothbrushes at all. They're more of a myth in the streets. You can't buy them anymore because they're busy spending their money on drugs and alcohol. They don't care about themselves and they don't care about teeth. So it's a slave class, perhaps, but it's not really a real group of people.
2: Yeah. Well, people like you who, who sniff shoes shouldn't drive cars.
6: Absolutely. When you get the intoxicating stench of a shoe, it's hard to focus. How are you going to focus on the road? It doesn't make sense.
2: I know how old you are, Zara. Somebody told me earlier how old you are. They told me that you're a 45-year-old woman. And I think that is sick because you won our trust by being 16. And we saw you as an apprentice to us, somebody we could teach and now the roles have changed completely, and we realize we've been taken advantage of by this this old, crusty woman uh, who is here to to lurk and hang around with people significantly younger than herself. And that makes me feel a little bit jarred. Um, I, I'm not quite sure how to deal with it. I haven't quite processed it, but I want you to know that I know who you are now, and I intend to get retribution. I
6: understand, and I will apologize to everyone. Bruce, I'm sorry. Sefi, I'm sorry. ZeroXers, I'm sorry. Others, I'm also sorry. But the thing is, I just wanted to feel young again. And as you get older, you know, when you're young, as a woman, everyone pays attention to you. Everyone talks to you, buys you drinks, gives you gifts and necklaces and expensive drinks. You start to base your whole identity on it. And then as the years start to pass and your skin starts to sag and your eyes lose their twinkle and your lips start to thin and your hair starts to fall and your body starts to sag like a big sack of potatoes. You don't get those drinks anymore. You don't get niche. You don't get nothing. All you get is called fat and ugly. And people throw rotten eggs at you and tomatoes too. And you walk in the rain and people shout ugly ugly and you realize you have nothing so is it so wrong of me to want to feel young again without it i have nothing
2: no I, upon hearing you describe that i can understand how if i had been you and i had followed that path of being admired as an adolescent as a a young woman and then hit this critical age of 30 and had my face sag like a candle melting everything just falling down and wrinkling and creasing and the, the, the breasts and everything else is just, just falling down my body. Real hag, just a hag. Becoming a hag. I, I appreciate that if I was a hag in 2022, I would f- feel a desire to make a fake profile on Twitter and maybe add some kind of picture of a young woman and hope that people don't realize the, the aged, the aged over estrogenated quality after such a long exposure in my voice, um, I, I think that I would probably do the same as you. And I'm sorry for treating you that way. And But I'm sorry most of all for the fact that you didn't feel comfortable enough to tell us your true age to start with. Um, I, I think that maybe this has been instructive for all of us in, in many ways. I think one of the instructive things has been that since we did give you a choice, uh, since we did give you a chance on the basis of your age, and we got to know you, and we realised that we like you a lot, we like your personality, and the things you bring, um, that that I think has taught me not to judge elderly women like you in future. You know, on on gut impression, on instinct, I'm repulsed. You know, I tend not to to give them the time of day. But hearing you for the last few months, hearing everything you have to say. I can appreciate that you are a beautiful person and even though you've lied to us all, I'm willing to put that under the rug and, and forget it because you know, I think that I've learned something, everyone here has learned something. And in many ways, we need to build a stronger community for the lung community because if we don't have unity, if we don't have a cessation of judgment, if we don't have the unification of everyone here, no matter their age, no matter their gender, no matter their past lies. If we don't have that, then what hope do we have to build utility? I would say we have none. And I would say the people who remain here now, people like you, Zara, people like you, Xerxes, people like all of you down there in the listeners panel, if we if we don't unify now and forgive our past sins, then how will we work together to build utility? And without utility, there is no future for the blockchain. So we need to unify now. We need to give up our ignorance, give up our past judgment, give up any hostility or resentment that might be festering away in our cause. And we need to unify to
3: build a future full of utility. Thank you. (laughs) That's very true and very beautifully put
5: Sorry, I know that I noticed that you didn't apologize to me, and that's okay. But I, I have uh, sympathy for your plight, and um, I, I concur with uh, Bruce's sentiments there. Uh, it's important to uh, keep in mind utility, but you know, at the same time, we also have to keep at the you know our eyes on virtue. You know, utility is important, but in the end. It's
6: only about virtue. Yeah, I'm just so glad that even though my skin is warped by cellulite and looks like a million ocean breezes carved into disgustingly sallow flesh and my face I can barely move my lips and my my fat constricts my throat and my esophagus and I can at night I snore and I howl and I have sleep apnea. Because I can't even breathe. Because all my fat. Because as I got older, I started to comfort eat. I'm glad that, despite all of that.
2: By the way, by the way, how how are you getting on with your new CPAP machine? Have you had any success with that?
6: Well, it was all right, but in the night, I just found that I I kept taking taking the taking it off my face when I was um. When I was in my sleep, so and then I woke up in fits of choking. A couple of times i i felt like i was dying and i <laughs> i woke to my my cat one of my one of my 19 cats <laughs> chewing on my foot <laughs> cuz it had turned blue after my CPAC pack
2: <laughs> what's um what's funny just yeah no i don't mean to say like what's funny but what is funny
6: that's not laughter my friend I'm crying, but I'm crying because my life is pathetic. But the thing is, when I when I cry, I tend to laugh at the same time because, you know, everyone wants happiness. No one wants pain. But you can't have a rainbow without a little rain.
2: You know, I've worked as a psychotherapist for 20 years now. And I will say that when you get close to people's traumas, when you get to that incident maybe in their childhood or their adolescence or their adult life where there's the most repression and holding back, there can be laughing and there can be yawning and there can be this this sense that the, the mind is shutting down. It doesn't want to look at it. it. It's like people have this this fascinating way of when you get close to the subject, when you get close to something that could possibly be brought up and resolved, they have a way of kind of nodding off and and dissociating and one of the the main dissociative things they do is is laughing funnily enough it's you wouldn't think it because you wouldn't think that laughter lies so proximately to trauma but it does and when you start laughing in the middle of these these recountings i i i feel the same just just intuitively because you know i can go through the entirety of, of the training i've done you know the The different behavioural therapies and psychoanalytic schools and everything else I've done, I've trained for a long, long time. And and the thing you learn about being a therapist in the end is that you can choose an approach at the start of your life. Maybe you do an initial training course. Maybe it's CBT. Maybe it's whatever. Maybe it's something more obscure, like like you know, Reiki and body work or something. But in the end, the thing you realise is that the the more trainings you do the better because the more trainings you do the more you have to pick from and the more able to pick from this this vast smorgasbord of methods you are the more you can find the appropriate thing for each person and then eventually this whole structure this whole scheme of learning melts into just a pure intuition and then you can follow your heart and and whoever comes to you whatever their suffering might be you just look at them and you know how to fix them you know how to move them forward fix is a, a strong word, but you know that the way to make them feel a little bit more at ease, to ease that suffering, to to bring them back to a sense of well-being, you know, you you follow your heart. And and when I hear you, Zara, when I hear you laugh, as you get close to these these recountings of trauma and things like that, I hear that same pain, that same fundamental dissociation at the core of your being, you're not able to face yourself yet. So your body seems to just zone out dissociate and that's when the laughter comes so you know I, I i understand and and we're here to hear you and listen and accept you and here's the thing zara we can go at whatever pace you're comfortable with we don't need to rush this we don't need to speed up there's no need for anyone here to resolve any trauma at any particular rate do whatever you're comfortable with you know this the release of trauma should be like very slowly undoing a valve on a bike tire and very slowly you hear that shh. very very slowly it starts to deflate one little bit at a time you're not confronting the whole thing at once you're not releasing the whole thing at once you're not slashing the tires you're not going back to that point of trauma you're very gradually releasing it and allowing it and and you're you're setting this environment this 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 space, space is a great word because it is space. It's that that maternal space of being within which everything we previously found intolerable can come up, can rise up, and can be accepted fully, not just by us, but by the shared nervous system of the group as a whole. You know, it's much like a young child when it's upset. Often the, the tears are held back, right? Until the mother is held, until the mother's body is contacted, until the hug starts, then the tears can flow. And this group holds that same possibility for you. If you can trust in us, if you can feel safe here, if we can establish that maternal space of being for you, and you can begin to tap into those deep wounds and emotions, and you can begin to cry, you can release, not just into your own nervous system, but into ours too. And we can share that pain as the shared burden of all of humanity. And isn't there a wonderful feeling? Isn't there a wonderful heart quality in sharing that together, helping us all liberate each other's wounds. I think that is beautiful. And that's why we are here today for you, Zara. We are here to help you, to love you and to nurse you back to health.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's all true. I also seeing a few comparisons here, a few parallels between Zara's life and the life of Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley could not complete the song, Are You Learned Some Tonight? without getting into fits of uncontrollable laughter because of his repressed emotions is Zara is exactly the same. She's trying to perform Are You Learn Some Tonight on this space today. Um, and she can't do it. She just can't stop laughing. That's repressed, repressed emotions. The second comparison, which is very pertinent and maybe the most obvious, is that Zara is eating herself to death. Um, she's eating constantly, stress eating. And at this rate, it's very, very likely that she'll end up dying on the toilet with a cheeseburger in her hands. And I just want to say, Zara, I don't want you to feel like that's inevitable. I don't want you to feel like there's no escape from that fate because there isn't. There is a route out.
9: have a community here, a community of Lunk supporters who will guide you to uh, alleviate you from your obesity problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. You have a doctor here, Sefi, of the body. You have a doctor of the mind, Coach. And you have a doctor of finances, OXE is your friend. And we can together, all three of us, fix every problem that you have. So don't worry. It's not inevitable. You won't die on your toilet eating a cheeseburger.
3: I'm just so fat. I'm on the toilet. I'm eating cheeseburger. And I can't stop myself. What
2: do I do? No, don't don't worry about that kind of thing. We just, you know, whatever the emotion that comes up, whatever you're feeling at any particular moment, no matter the, the depth of suffering, we always start where we are. We don't get frustrated. We don't think like, oh, I've, I've I've been here before in the past. Why am I back here? Why is this suffering happening again? We have an attitude of, of just acceptance and love to what is, no matter what that is, no matter the storm, no matter the chaos in our being, we, we look at it and, and we find a place of love and acceptance. Like, okay, this is happening. Here we are again. And, and I'm going to choose to, to love whatever comes up, no matter what it is. So if you're in a feeling of chaos and, and suffering Zara, if you're, you're on the loo right now and you're feeling um, a lot of volatility in your being, I want you to know that there is a part of yourself that is that, that kind, motherly side that can see it all, that can witness it all, and can accept it all without judging. And I want you to know that this group this group channels that quality, that, that maternal listening, accepting quality, the mother, the, the divine mother, the ground of being, the knowingness, the awareness, that the blanket of nourishing love that surrounds, ensconces, envelops, and loves and accept everything that arises. And maybe by feeling that that fragrance, feeling that ooze out of the group into your own being, it can wake up that within you. It can set light, that little spark and awaken that that. Inherent, innate mother within you, the mother inside all of us, that, that divine mother, Gaia, that that mother who can
3: hold and bear the pains of all of the world. Zara, could you bear my pain? No, I have enough.
1: I would just like to correct something. I said, Sefi was the doctor of the body, Coach was the doctor of the mind, and I'm the doctor of your finances. But I'd like to change that. I'd like to be a Christmas doctor. I am the merry, jolly Christmas doctor bringing the holiday spirit. That's my contribution.
6: Thank you, Christmas spirit. is truly perhaps the only thing that can save me. Rather I, than this multifaceted approach.
2: Sorry. Can I point something out? Down in the listeners there's a lurker. Her name is Addie. She used to be a friend of ours, used to come up to the speakers panel and speak with us, but now she thinks that we're below her. That's that's sh- she's in the audience and we're like the little dancing monkeys and clowns in the middle of the circus tent. She's the one paying, she's the one jeering and laughing, she's the one throwing fruit at us and we're the ones cycling around on our unicycle um she 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 has a lowly opinion of us and that's why she won't join
1: us well i'm not gonna dance for another second knowing that that's what's happening so uh, i'm gonna go to bed and perhaps i'll change places how you can you can come and speak instead of me take my place on the speakers panel um and i'll i'll head off so uh, thanks, everyone. And I hope you get well soon, Zara.
6: Because well, God know knows if I'm you need to. I don't know if I'm going to be able to because you you claim to be the, the Christmas helper. Mm. Zero
2: experience. Is it, a, is it a coincidence that you've left at exactly the same time that Addy has joined? Or is there some personal resentment that has been festering in the background?
1: We had a bit of a falling out, me and Addy. Um, the emotions got a bit high and I don't really want to talk about it. So uh, I'm going to make my leave. Thanks,
5: everyone. Bye, buddy. Keep the utility in mind. Keep keep the virtue.
2: Well, the thing is, he doesn't have to keep anything in mind. He's naturally incentivized by having skin in the game, by token ownership in the blockchain.
6: I kind of want to become a counselor um, or like a like a child counsellor so i feel like that would be a vibe just mm. thinking about it i mean i was thinking about this the other day and then i was looking at hypnosis and i was like wow this goes so hard and then i thought maybe i should just do some stuff with it
2: mm. I don't know. i'm of the opinion that there are unorthodox paths for instance you could start doing hypnosis spaces and you could mm-hmm. do them like half an hour a day and just like learn a little bit about the structure of hypnosis sessions. Like how do you induce hypnotic states, how they tend to, how like good hypnotists tend to um, script it. And then you could like improvise around it and stuff and eventually get a bigger and bigger following and use like the space recordings as the, the the archive of, of tapes that people can use. You could do something like that and just like start building this crazy following of like people who would like to be hypnotized by you. And like, imagine if you open a space and like a thousand men come, they're like, Oh, my daily <laughs> hypnosis session with
6: Zara. <laughs> no, that makes it sound so much. So not not what I want, but um, I do think it's really interesting though. Like it's definitely is how's how's so many people. I just think um, because I think it seems kind of fun, not in like the Las Vegas tricks way, but in the general.
2: Yeah, well, the, the thing way. I was amused by just then was like the the sense of power like imagine if a thousand people are listening to you and they're all fucking put in a coma by your words <laughs> that's quite funny like um i'll give you another example like uh about 4 years ago um my friend sent me some erotic he, okay my friend the, the long story short is like 4 years or 5 years ago a friend of mine was describing that he used to read erotica like this erotic fiction on different websites i think it's like literotica.com or something like that and he was describing some of the funniest stories he'd ever read and one of the funniest stories was like this this girl gets lost in the forest like i think it's in in norway or something actually she gets lost in the forest in scandinavia and like this pack of wolves starts pinning her down and and they hold her down and like then the alpha wolf like the 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 silverback equivalent of the wolf pack comes and makes love to her and then the other wolves like take turns and she ends up like really enjoying it and liking it and then like goes to join them and stuff and it's like this fucking uh story arc with like 30 different <laughs> 30 different short stories and stuff so i was like looking on the internet and trying to find this thing and then i couldn't find it so i just read like some of the top stories and um i was like hmm, that's interesting because these top stories basically suck like the, for some reason that the quality of writing for erotic fiction is really low. So I just thought like, it was like, I think it was like 10 PM at night or something. And I was like, I can do way better than this. What the fuck is this? So I just sat there and wrote like this long erotic fiction story, um, in like a continuous stream of consciousness and then submitted it. And then I kind of forgot about it. And like two months later, I go back to the the different sites I submitted it on um cuz i submitted it on a few i was like i'm not just going to submit it here i'm going to submit it like loads of different places um like reddit and other places as well and um and then i found that that on one of these websites it had like a million views and it was like the top story of all time i think it's now like the one of the second or something um <laughs> on one of these websites if it still exists at least when i last looked um so i forgot what i was going to say but like uh what was i going to say i can't remember remind me why did i start that
5: Steffi, let me say something in response, or I'm sorry, coach, let me say something in response to you and see if it prompts anything. I'm thinking this, this thing about, uh, like, um, you know, sexual literature, it, it's really just a form of meditation. You know, it's like, uh, it gets people thinking about their bodies and it gets people like typically the average person when they're walking around, they're not like really like feeling their body as they're like living their experience. They're like in their head, mostly like, With ridiculous thoughts, you know, mostly. Uh, But you know that just trying to think about that, you know, if that has any play on what you're saying. Just watching
6: the big yeah.
2: The um the reason the reason that I mentioned that was because the thing I found really funny was like okay, so like a million people had read that story, uh, and and then I found it funny like how many orgasms have I caused? Like like how many people have orgasmed reading that story? And I thought like probably like at least a quarter of a million or something. Right. If you assume that that most of them who read it were doing something like having a, a, I don't know, masturbating or something. Right. And that's pretty fucking nuts. Like, like to have that, that amount of power just by writing something for, for an hour or two, putting it out there and forgetting about it. And then to cause all these orgasms all around the world. That was like the fascinating thing. This, this weird conversion of like a small amount of my energy and creativity to all of these fucking orgasms and i think it could be the same with you zara like there's something funny about just speaking and like enjoying your own speaking like because you know when you you do like a childhood story or a kind of like an asmr voice or something kind of cozy like a, a guided visualization or whatever or just this like imaginative realm of like cozy talking it's quite enjoyable for yourself um so it's like it's it's funny to do something enjoyable for yourself but at the same time put like ten thousand men to sleep in a coma and hypnotize them i think that's a funny thing like one of these weird conversions from this this tiny amount of natural energy to just this like weird mass like uh comatoseness it's it's interesting and strange
6: yeah i mean it's quite funny when you say it like that to be honest that wasn't that wasn't entirely the the type of uh maybe hypnosis therapy i was thinking of but It's funny anyway. (laughs) I don't know if I'd want to um, accidentally send hundreds of random men into
7: a sleep forever.
2: Well, imagine if it was more culty. Like, I know what you mean. I know, like, helping people and stuff. But imagine if it was more culty and you designed a new profile. And it was just like this weird fucking hypnotic queen. (laughs) Hypnotic domination queen or something. (laughs) And, And she demands that, like, all the men turn up at a certain hour. Otherwise, they'll get blocked. You have to turn up at X time, otherwise you'll get blocked and you'll never be able to attend again. So like you have a strict schedule and you demand like they always attend and more and more and more come. And then a law develops about you because you barely say anything outside of these like hypnotic sessions. And then more and more it deepens. And eventually you've got this huge cult that you can sell things to. And like as you speak, you can start to embed like these sales commands in the, in the hypnosis. Like on the surface, the hypnosis might be about like self-confidence or something like that. But during the hypnosis, like 20 minutes in, you can start saying, you know, buy X thing. You can start embedding it and programming them using these subliminal things. You can start to
3: brainwash them. You know this what the best different. hypnosis? Go
5: ahead, Zara.
6: I was just going to say, it's true, but this is definitely your evil Max side coming out. Um, you're, you're a bit of an evil maxer. You enjoy a little bit of a cult vibe, uh, a little bit of mischief, a little bit of control. bye lunk
3: this (laughs) is untrue
6: I don't know I feel like it's a little bit true but maybe I'm wrong this is untrue so you don't enjoy having a sense of power over many groups of people
2: no, no not really Um, no I don't think so I enjoy making people laugh and I enjoy helping people and I think that's the main two things, but it's, it's often very like the cult thing is very funny. So I lean into it a bit. I think it's one of the yeah. funny, it's the one of the things when you're, when you're dealing with a lot of people, it's almost a necessity. In fact, like I think one of the the reasons that like these famous gurus or whatever have ended up kind of restructuring or reforming whatever they're doing into cults is because it's so damn enjoyable. And like, <laughs> there there are there are many ways to deal with masses of people and like most of them are very unenjoyable. So like how do you enjoy it? Well, the cult format is basically optimal.
5: I, I just want to say this. The um what you're talking about here, I find the the most interesting form of hypnosis because technically we're all under a form of hypnosis. We're all under our own little spell, you know? And the best form of hypnosis is like the hypnosis that gets you to like, think about your own spell, you know, then like, wow, the rabbit hole goes deep, you know, I don't know. know? uh, One
9: of the, one of my chains uh, ultimately should be called hypnosis. I think that's, I I think I've just uh, taken that from you as a naming scheme. Are these your 12 chains or whatever. Yeah. I haven't figured out the exact count yet, but I think hypnosis ought to be one of them right uh
2: shouldn't they be something like the archetypes
9: maybe i don't know i need to think this through <laughs> but hypnosis seems like an well, element that belongs in this in this rhetoric it, i i don't i haven't heard your full
2: description or whatever and you probably can't be bothered to do it now and whatever um we do it another time but like you 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 want to on some level mimic like the natural interplay between population groups or nature right that's like the idea you want to, you want to mimic the the natural equilibrium and the the natural chaotic cycles of nature. And, and yeah
9: there's, there's a mix of like the natural cast of nature as sort of like a fundamental underpinning. And the second thing is kind of like Damn every it. form of like major, um, like, yeah, maybe human mass engagement, um, versus individual engagement. Sort of like you can think of, right. Every permutation you can imagine of like social construct should sort of belong in that somehow mm-hmm. and how to, how to create that, um, that interplay is the question.
3: Hypnosis. That's,
5: that's the answer.
6: I'm just reading a page about um, careers in like a therapy and counseling and stuff. And it's funny. There's a section that says, Courses often want students to have had therapy themselves or be in therapy during their training so that you can experience it from the client's point of view and also for personal development. Um, and then for some schools it's like a requirement. It's just like a massive MLM. <laughs> just just keep feeding it, <laughs> just keep enlisting therapists, and then they all have to pay for therapy to mm. become therapists, and then they have to enlist all their friends to get
2: there. Yeah. The, one of the reasons I didn't become like a therapist or something was because like you, you can try to help people and you can spend a significant amount of time helping people. Um, but to do it every waking hour, it's really fucking difficult. And like the amount of like, um, I, I don't know, it's like <sighs> the, the basically the maximum amount of time I can teach meditation is like maybe half of my time now it's like a quarter of my time at most um but i think if i was a therapist in some kind of system there would be a number of bad things there would be like the fact that i have to follow a procedure um maybe like whatever system i'm operating in like say if i'm doing cbt or something and i'm employed by some kind of therapeutic office or whatever um or subject to some kind of weird like regulatory body or something i have to follow that thing or i have to be accountable to some system um and i can't necessarily follow my intuition i can't necessarily follow my best judgment or, or my own um synthesis of whatever trainings i've had or whatever experience i've had personally um i think that's kind of limiting on the one hand i think the other thing that that can be bad is like a burnout of you know if person after person after person is turning up with severe anxiety or depression or whatever, again, and again, and again, and again, there there is a a sense in which your, your threshold can get full. You see what I mean? It's like, I even feel that sometimes in in meditation teaching and stuff. It's like, if I'm going to take on more people, I won't be able to serve the ones I have as well, because I'll, I'll be like, kind of worn out by it. So it's like, there's a there's a balance point where you can help the most people without being Uh, kind of drained yourself it has to come from that like natural desire for me it has to come from that natural desire to help it can't be a job it can't be a work as soon as it's a work um or a or like a job or a career or something like that it feels like it's somehow uglified it feels like it's not coming from a natural like heart quality of like hey i really want to help these people so that's kind of sad so like for me like I, i chose not to go into pure therapy or pure meditation teaching or something like that partly for that reason um just because being able to help people is constrained to some degree by by you being an individual human right and there's there's a limit to that there's a limit to how much you can take on
6: yeah that's true i think that was what put me off therapy when i was first like when i was like in school i thought about it but thought Oh, God, I got so tired. <laughs> but um I think I might just learn a lot about all the different types of therapy for the next couple of days just for the vibe. And then um I'm gonna no. just learn it. <laughs> I don't think I'm just gonna I think it's interesting anyway. I think it's my thing at the moment. I'll just have a look into it.
2: Yeah. It's it's especially cool if you're fucked up yourself and you're just like working out how to fix yourself a bit um i i learned a lot with that kind of stuff like the whole reason i got into meditation is because of like depression anxiety and whatever else um and then like by really wanting to 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 be more at peace and and fix myself and like be i guess be free in many ways like be, be free of myself and and like the kind of chaos i kept getting into and and like to, yeah just 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 to be free i suppose like to get rid of all of like the the, the boundaries and the walls and the the habits and the cycles and whatever else to, to be free of all of that was like my goal. Um, and then like along the way of pursuing that, you'd learn a fuckload of things. And even if you learn something that doesn't necessarily help you, you, you learned that it could be helpful for someone else you encounter. So like now I probably know about probably like 20 plus different therapeutic methods across like, meditation, different uh, techniques and, and understandings with that, breathing exercises and things like that, you know, more body-based things like um, the the shaking thing I described in a space before, um, like somatic trauma work and bioenergetics and, and all of these things. Like I've got this huge kind of tool set of things. And whenever someone comes to me now, it's like um, I just kind of select among them or maybe combine them in some way. And it's more of a creative, intuitive process rather than some kind of regimented like oh i'm a ex-therapist i'm a cbt therapist and we're doing cbt it's much more free and and because of that freedom because of that like flexibility and capacity to just follow my intuition which is uh, usually turns out to be right given my experience and stuff um it's it's much easier to help people and it feels more free to do it because it just arises naturally it's not like i'm when somebody speaks, I'm going up in my head and, and remembering some rule or something like that. It's just it comes straight from the heart.
6: Yeah, I mean, I do just think in general, like segregating therapy into very regimented groups. I'm um, this sort of therapist or that sort of therapist is really unhelpful overall to um healing. I think it's good to be multidisciplined in that sense. But I feel like that should be obvious, really, but, you know, everything... I just think a problem on the outset with anything dealing with consciousness or people in general is that it's all extremely compartmentalised, so it's very hard for people to look at things in any sort of holistic sense. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, what do you think I should look into first, out of interest? Also, hi to Addie and Katie. I didn't even... I haven't
3: heard Addy's voice yet. Addy, sorry, I was looking at my camera roll for something. Hi, guys. Hey. Why are you doing your
7: gay voice?
3: (laughs) Um. Just
2: uh, what I would do, Zara, is just follow your interests. Um the thing I mentioned earlier about like just learn as many different techniques you can. I think that's really good advice. Like, I don't think anyone should be like, if you want to become a therapist or you're open to doing that or even self healing or something like that, just learn as many things you can because eventually you'll find ways of combining them, uh, that you never anticipated. And like either intuitively to to help yourself or help others or whatever, it will all kind of fit together naturally. Um, That happened to me. And it's also interesting just to explore, right? Like rather than being in some system or like learning one thing to death, you just like follow the river um and flow from whatever thing to whatever thing. And then you like trust in yourself to put it together to help people. And that's quite a beautiful thing, I think.
6: Mm, definitely. I'm just gonna look into auto hypnosis vibe at the moment, but uh, and just hypnosis in general, but I think it's just cause it's funny. I've kind of accidentally found myself back here. I don't know, there's something really nice about, um, like you said, following the river, just doing random little bobs here and there. Um, Kareem, you've had your hand up. You don't need to put your hand up to speak. What's up?
8: Thanks Zara. Adi, I just had a quick question. Uh, what's the story behind your Twitter being private? Is there is there something, is there a backstory to that? Is there an advantage?
7: Oh, well, yeah, it's too big for my case.
5: It's too big to fit my case. I'll have to get another case. I'm just curious. I have this separate, so I have to get another case because I can't put the pattern in there. Mm
3: -hmm.
5: And I'll just get the case that covers this flatly.
7: Coach, can you mute him? I don't think he knows that he's unmuted.
2: Yeah, I, I I removed him. I think he was uh, um, showing us something he didn't need to.
7: <laughs> I was nervous he was going to say something, doxing himself. Um, Kareem, the reason that I was private, but I'm not I'm not private right now because somebody texted me and he wanted me to go back public, so I did. But the reason that I was private originally was because I had a bunch of people that were upset with me, so I went private. That's the reason why. Yeah,
6: I saw that they were coming for you like mad. It was really silly. Um,
7: Yeah, these rad femmes get really upset when you
6: like men. I think in general there's a a large group of very active Twitter users that um, don't really have a lot to say besides quote tweets of things. And like the sustenance of the day, it's like they, they get thrown something and they all have to bite into it. And unfortunately, Eddie, a few days ago, that was you. I <laughs> felt like I saw like Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of resentment um gets uh, put onto random posts. It's like they they see a post and they just take it to their heart like it's so personal and it's really not. Um but Yeah, I hope that you came
7: out of this (laughs) problem. I heard that some of these girls. Somebody had told me that at least one of them has tried to dox her in the past, and so then I was like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't be engaging with these people." But it kind of got it kind of got a little bit out of hand because all I was really trying to say was that. I just thought the suggestion that, like, a 30-year-old man is super old was really weird. And I thought it was strange to suggest that, like, if a 30-year-old is romantically interested in a 22-year-old, like, they're being, like, weird in any way. Because I think that that's pretty normal. And I think that age gap is not very crazy. And (laughs) people just took it, like, really, like, they got kind of crazy with it. I don't know, like I was really doubting myself, and I'm starting to wonder if like I was I don't know if i <laughs> if that was like if that was crazy, but I still don't think it is, I think that that's pretty normal, but yeah,
3: I
6: don't um, know. I just think as a I just really try not to engage with these sort of like huge there's just so many people that are really angry over nothing, and they'll get really nasty really fast, Yeah, um, it's good to go on private. I think I,
7: I, was I gonna... did feel a little bad for the girl that I originally quote tweeted because I didn't mean to like I don't know when I quote tweets quotes quote tweet stuff like I don't think any I think it's gonna get like five likes like I don't know I'm like tweeting it for people that follow me not like for whatever and then I did feel bad that people were like in my replies under it that one i ratioed her (laughs) and two people were being mean to that girl and like i have nothing against that girl at all like i i think that she's probably just kind of i don't know naive maybe but then i did feel bad about that one but i didn't feel bad about the the being rude to the people that were like going crazy about it yeah it's
6: all
8: silly go ahead zara
6: you just said it's all silly anyway what are you gonna say kareem
8: I was just gonna say, uh, I don't know if you guys are following the pop culture scene, but um,
3: mm-hmm.
8: people were bagging on Billie Eilish because she was dating the lead, the like the ex lead singer from The Neighborhood, and he's like thirty two or something, and she's like twenty two. And I just mm-hmm. find it so weird because they're even in like the same industry, like they're both artists. Like most of the women I know who are complaining about it publicly would definitely date Jesse Rutherford or whatever her na- his name is if he wanted to, like, date them. So I'm sorry you got all that flack for that.
7: Yeah, I think that, like, um, I mean, there's definitely men that are older that will, like, exclusively date women that are younger than them. I do think that that can be a little bit strange. And then there are definitely men that will... Like, I'm not saying there aren't men that don't take advantage of women that are older. That's definitely true. But I... I I think my bigger issue was with it was that when you're saying like 22 year olds can't engage romantically with like a 30 year old, you're really infantilizing the 22 year old, basically suggesting that she doesn't have any autonomy and she doesn't like have the capability to like make smart decisions about her romantic relationships. And I think that's where the issue lies for me is that like you're, you know, it's not like you're 18 and you just became an adult, like you're almost five years into adulthood. So it's just kind of, I think that's the bigger issue. And I just don't think it's nice to, to me saying that 30 year olds are like old and like decrepit when you're going to be 30 one day. Like it's not, I don't know, it's just strange all around. But I did see that though with Billie Eilish. And yeah, I think she's like around 22. As well. But I didn't know how old he was. I did know him from the neighborhood though.
6: Discussions like these that make me ashamed to tell people my true age, which is forty seven. And instead I have (laughs) to um,
7: say (laughs) fifty. I
6: have to lie and tell everyone that I'm much younger than I am and I use a picture of a woman that I don't even know. Um
2: By the way, um Addie. I made you a co-host so you could decide whether to add King Webby, and Kate. It's your decision now. I don't want to be involved.
7: Oh, okay. I was just waiting because I thought
3: you weren't. Kate can come up.
7: Um, what were you guys talking about earlier? I saw you guys were on, but I've been sewing an apron. So I was a little bit busy today. Trying that's to cool. figure
6: out how to sew it. <laughs> I told my mom yesterday, "Yeah, one day I'm going to sew my wedding dress," and she laughed in my face. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she laughed in my face and she mocked me. <laughs> she said,
7: "Do you, do you know how you... To sew?"
6: <laughs> no, <laughs> but like I just I don't know why she wouldn't believe in me. Um, it's the main problem?
7: I have faith in you. Um, learning to actually actually use a sewing machine is not that difficult. It's pretty intuitive once you get it set up. I will say, though, reading a pattern is actually pretty difficult. <laughs> like, I was looking at this apron pattern and I just had to keep telling myself, like, Addy, it's only like there's like five pieces. Like, you know what an apron looks like. You can just sew these together. Like, it's not that difficult but the instructions make it sound really difficult and when you have to try to figure out which pieces like back the other piece and how they should fit it's a lot of um takes a lot of spatial awareness and I don't really have high spatial awareness so it was kind of hard but I believe you could sew your own wedding dress though you might want to learn how to sew but (laughs) but I'm sure you could do it
6: yeah, I'm going to learn hypnotherapy and then I might learn how to sew if it in- interests me then. Um, right now I'm learning about the air crib. I don't really understand what makes it different to a normal crib. i been trying to figure the out. What? Crib? Air crib? Air
7: crib? Yeah, so it's... Like for babies? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's so like... i going to go pick it up
6: so it's a a box bed so it's a little bed enclosed in like a little cabinet that was made to replace a normal infant crib by skinner but um they didn't like it the public didn't like it because it was controversial because they said it was a cruel pen and it looks like skinner's operant conditioning chamber and i'm just trying to figure out what's so cool about it because it just looks like a cozy little den to me hmm i need to look up
7: a picture so i can I'm
2: sometimes noticing. people just reject things for weird reasons like it's um it looked. i think it looks like the reason it's been rejected is because it looks like a display cabinet for, for trophies or something <laughs> or like a hamster thing you know like a, a lizard tank or something <laughs>
6: like you would know
2: honest with people
6: it's kind of funny, actually. It does. It just looks like you got a baby on your shelf, in this cute little shelf.
7: Wait, this is actually really weird. The the, the Skinner one, Debbie Skinner. It's like a little reptile cage wow. with babies.
2: <laughs> That's what I said. Like like, have, like ha- if you imagine having
7: to come out of it,
2: having like three iguanas in a little like glass display <laughs> cabinet. And, like, you go to the guy's house and he's like, oh, you want to see my iguanas? He'd take you to, like, a, a cabinet like that. And then he'd feed them some, like, little mice or something. It's, like, that kind of thing.
6: You know what? I understand the criticisms now because it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> sus. <laughs> um, Wait, so
7: is it, is is that, there, there's, like, glass on it or what is Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to have your baby in there, though? <laughs>
6: Makes it easier to well it reduces cradle cap diaper rash and laundry because it's humid but the thing is
7: (laughs) that's so strange
6: i'm looking at this oh another skinner invention is the uh do we find it pigeon guided missile in world war ii (laughs) (laughs) so he's coming up with all sorts of stuff I've been finding these like uh, guys lately who were like super famous in their field, but on this side they were just coming up with like these inventions in like 17 different disciplines, like this uh Bentov guy. Um is is Stav Bentov? I don't know how to say his name. And he came up with like the the like um he was like in the MK Ultra consciousness studies, whatever, talking about consciousness, but he was like in his spare time, he had no formal education. But he came up with like the pacemaker and like all of this random stuff. Bombs the first bombs that Israelis used against Palestinians. He just made in his lab out of like household materials for fun. And like he has all of these patents on like a million things. The um the oh I can't even go through all I can't remember them, but they're really funny. It's cool. off, cool guy.
5: Zara, think about this nikola tesla came up with like the most ridiculous inventions ever i mean he he modeled and i was just actually talking about with someone the uh nikola tesla supposedly modeled the um like tesla coil off of um like cleopatra's needle uh and you know it's just that it's it, people come up with the most crazy inventions some people are like you know and i i find the result of what they're focused on uh, a big indicator of where their head's at you know some people like nikola tesla was a quite a profound figure i don't know if anybody's ever looked into his work it's pretty interesting
6: i mean he is i would say probably the most famous guy (laughs) the most famous inventor
5: yeah. yeah yeah i know i just want to just you know i don't mean that maybe we don't have to talk about Nick with tesla but it's just uh it's an interesting thing
6: no it was a good input and yeah he's a cool guy and his stuff's crazy awesome
7: um you know what i was thinking about when zara was talking about these baby cages that are or cribs whatever um was when your baby is born they're covered in something called vernix it's like the white stuff and sometimes people won't wash their babies because they say it's really good for their skin. Um, so I was thinking about that, and I, I know this, like, crunchy mom on TikTok that I follow, and so she didn't wash her baby when the baby was born. She just, like, let this stuff, like, fall off on its own, basically. But then it was revealed, her baby's, like, a couple months old now, that she's never washed her baby since then, like, ever. Like, since it was born, she's never given it a bath. And I didn't know that this was a thing to not give your baby a bath. Um, what do you guys think about that?
6: I think in terms of the vernix, I think it's good to let it fall off on its own. Because it's got, yeah, like little, got a lot of like uh, cholesterol and esters and cool stuff that you'd want to have on the baby. In terms of never washing your baby, like they still poop. So that's pretty retarded of her.
7: I think right? um, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I, that's kind of like, that seems that's bad. Like extremely neglectful. I think.
6: I mean, I that's think not, not using soap on the rest of their body is probably a good thing because soap can be kind of an endocrine disruptor. And when babies are very young, it can affect them a fair bit. But um, in terms of their like bottom, especially, that's pretty retarded. But I mean, if the baby's still alive, then maybe she's cleaning down there i think it would get pretty messy for her if she wasn't doing any cleaning yeah. so she's probably just being dramatic yeah she definitely really. would
7: right like i will i hope that she's like at least washing there she was like i've never used soap on the baby and i i do understand like that soap can be it's also can't like sometimes not good for their skin and like can lead to eczema and stuff like that so I get that but I'm like how do you how, how have you never given your baby a bath like her baby's like six months old. You like,
11: definitely don't do it like every day like if I remember correctly like my younger brothers like I don't think my parents wash them like every day because it's quite like an ordeal um yeah. but definitely like when you're changing them you would clean in certain areas because yeah, otherwise it's like... like pretty like messed up.
7: <laughs> yeah I'm like I I don't know I've just been thinking about that I think I saw this like a week ago that she said this and I've been thinking about it ever since because I knew that she did the stuff with the vernix which I think I'll probably do when I have kids because it's like there's a lot of nutrients in it and there's a reason that it's on there but six months of never washing your baby just seems like really disgusting and all of the people in the comments were saying that they were like but your baby's sitting in a diaper and she was like I just don't wash the baby I'm like, that's so weird. Is there an
11: age where she'll start? Like,
7: I don't know. That's my when question. You're newborn, like,
11: you don't have <laughs> hormones and stuff like in the same way, so you don't really need to like watch it all the time. But as, as like a toddler, you certainly would.
7: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, when does she start? Because she also has she has three other boys, so and they're all so they're all boys too. She has like a four year old or a three year old. Two, she has twins, and they're like one and a half maybe or two and then she has a newborn or he's like six months old maybe now I don't really know but I'm I'm pretty sure the other ones get baths because they like go to school and stuff or at least her oldest one does but I don't know like I don't know if she like bathed those ones when they were little and she just started doing this with this baby um but I keep thinking about it. But she doesn't answer any questions about it because she thinks that people are mean about it. But I don't want to be mean to her. I'm just like really curious, like why she doesn't do it and like how she keeps them healthy. But I don't know.
8: Hey guys, I have to I have to jump. So, um, just wanted to say goodbye.
3: Okay. So uh, Kareem.
2: You're my brother, Kareem, you're my brother in finasteride. And that when two men take finasteride together, there's an eternal golden break between them. Forged, we are Norwood brothers, and we are brothers in inhibiting DHT. And that bond can never be broken. So you are my brother, and I will always see you that way.
8: And I love you. Thanks, Coach. Love you too. You're my brother. Till the end.
11: Zara, I'm curious, like, would you... Like, would you vaccinate your kids and to, like, what extent? And also Addy? No. Like, at all? Because I was talking to someone the other day saying I wouldn't, and they were like, what about, like, like, the one which has, like, meningococcal and, like, um like, measles and uh, rubella?
6: I mean, the main reason... Would I you? Wouldn't... Not at all. The main reason I would choose not to vaccinate my children, if possible, would be not really because of the actual, like, active parts of the vaccine, which do work for the most part apart from the covid one um but because of the adjuvants that they use in them i think they tend to have like aluminium adjuvants in and i don't think even if it's a very small look amount it's an amount that i wouldn't want my baby to have and has been linked to a lot of bad things so bearing in like when i was 15 i used to be like an anti vaxxer hater. Like, I was like a really militant, like, little Redditor on Facebook groups. Um, and yeah, the, the amount is min- minimal, but I don't care. I wouldn't give a newborn baby anything with aluminium in it. And I don't think that's hypocritical with any of my other beliefs either, because I wouldn't want them to be around things like polyester or plastics and stuff like that. I don't know. I would just want my baby. Like, the thing is, as they get older, I would want them also to have informed consent. If they wanted a vaccine, they can get it. I don't care. But I, why do it without their consent when they're young? They'll be fine. I don't care. I'm not going to take them to India and make them eat all this, the stuff on the street. Like, they can get it when they're older. They want.
11: It's weird because, like, I'm, I'm like, so anti-vax, but I'm not, like, angry that I was, like, heavily vaccinated. I don't think it affected me that much. Um, I don't know. Because I didn't do, any- like, my mom wouldn't let me do anything else. She was like, no, you just wait till you're an adult. But that was the one thing. Like, I don't even have- I was Pissed.
6: Yeah, I just, um, I just think there's a lot of unnecessary medical interventions with a lot of things. And they say, oh, well, herd immunity, if no one got vaccinated, these diseases would-, disease would still be here. And then I'm like, well, yeah, but there's been a lot of fraud and scams with vaccines as well. been a lot of reclassification of things like polio into different palsies that and just bad classification of things in general malpractice from all of these companies so when i have a baby that's going to be the most precious thing to me possible of course i don't want the baby to get sick but i would obviously just look at it contextually if there's not a disease rampant in my country then i'm not gonna give them an unnecessary intervention that's yeah, I mean,
11: most of the diseases barely exist now.
6: So, yeah, like, it's... I
11: don't know if I had, like, polio vaccine or anything like that or smallpox because it didn't – like, they weren't a thing. So, you know, I probably – yeah, I probably wouldn't. Mm, yeah.
6: When I Certainly after...
11: nothing they give them straight away, like the, like the B12 in the hospital and stuff seems ridiculous.
6: Yeah, um – when I was like 13, 14 in the UK, they did a big mass vaccination program for HPV, which is because it can cause That's the types. one one
11: that I regret getting and wish I hadn't.
6: Yeah. Because I was old enough to
11: probably be like, fuck off. And this is the thing, my mom made me get all those vaccines at school, but I like went on the way and I just like threw out like half the cards that I was like supposed to go to them to get. And I'm like really grateful I did that.
6: Yeah. <laughs> it was like three vaccinations, for. Against this disease, this virus that you mostly get through having unprotected sex with multiple strangers first of all and then second of all it's something that only protects against like three of the 13 strains of like uh, different types of like cervical cancer that it can cause and it's like it doesn't even work fully for those strains. it was a bit of a weird vaccination campaign and they don't really do it anymore I don't think so they like it was stupid, and I'm glad that
11: I didn't Because, yeah, I got them, and then I got angry at my mum when I was 19, and I was like, do you think I was going to turn out to be a slut and, like, just, like, fuck all these randoms, and, like, now I have it in my body and there's nothing I can do. She's like – and she was like, well, no, I thought if you got raped or something. Like, she, like, clearly thought it through. Um, And I was like, okay, you don't think I'm a whore? That's nice. Very um, interesting. It's interesting they, they gave it to boys as well, even though they can't get sexual cancer, which is almost more
6: um, – Yeah, well, it's than... like spreading it, I guess, but – I just think in general, I mean I don't think it's that big of a deal to be honest. Um, I think the main problem with vaccinations is just kind of having a lot of them at once which is how they're normally done can definitely cause inflammatory states of the body um, from the so and just the immune reactions of lots of different things at once. And that inflammation can be the basis of a lot of different inflammatory conditions, like autoimmune things like eczema, psoriasis, and things later on in life, possibly. Because there's a lot of unexplained ailments that they just sort of pin on nothing. And it's like, well, the body isn't random, it doesn't happen for no reason. Things have a purpose behind them. Um, I don't I don't believe that the body is stupid and people just get sick for no reason. I think everything has a root cause somewhere. Because it doesn't make sense for <laughs> anything else um, and I think maybe these things and ra- random interventions that aren't entirely necessary and random additives in our food these things contribute to generalized inflammations but yeah Um, just bugging out sorry
11: no I agree and I think people almost used to be more uh, like aware of the trade-offs like Like, when I talk to my grandparents, they're like, yeah, vaccines are bad for you, but then they, like, make you immune. Um, You know, like, they seem to recognize a trade-off, but now it seems like it's, like, this, like, it's presented as this thing that only has upsides, Um, which is bad, because it's not true.
5: I just want to say that, uh, just for communication purposes, for the space, it's
3: aluminum. Sorry, we, like, speak English correctly. Aluminum.
11: Bro, it literally says aluminium, like, in the word. Look at how it's spelled.
6: I think I'm gonna go to sleep because it's two o'clock now. And I want to go on a walk tomorrow morning in the sunshine. But it's been lovely speaking to all of you, and I love you all.
3: Good night, Zara. Good night, Zara. <clears throat> Good night. Good night, I'm I'm gonna go to sleep too. Nothing personal,
2: no no personal dislike. But it's also two a.m. here, and I need to get up early to
7: do some... Um Was someone just talking? Because the only people I could hear are Kate and Zara, who just left
3: okay well good night friends good night
2: (laughs) well i hope you find that tomorrow is a lovely day that your dreams come true, that you achieve everything you want to achieve, that life brings you blessings and gifts, that your level of suffering decreases, that your joy increases, that you find play and beauty and remarkableness in every single moment, and uh, and you find yourself at a higher level of well-being and more at peace, and the recipient of more kindness. And more love and more laughter than
0: ever before. Goodbye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was a spiritual look at the Lunk and Luna Merge, led by Sir Alibaba coach Bruce Wrangler. Recorded on Sunday, November 27th, 2022, the year of our Bruce. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Well, if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Cool. I'm in love with the Georgios. I'm in love with the Georgios. I got it for the low, low. low, low. I'm in love with the George Georgios. I'm in love with the JoJo's I'm in love with the JoJo's I got it for the Lolo I'm in love with the JoJo's Hit my plug, that's my JoBros Stargazement for the Lolo Show me stars, I'll go loco Growing in my little job, but, Bitches thinking I'm a Josh Mo, no, no. Meant to smile when I draw low jo Hear the owls taking photos, photos. I know nothing but the jo job Bacon Jonas, yeah, i Bacon Jonas. Bacon Jonas, yeah, am Bacon Jonas. Whip it through the glass, Timmy Woo, 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 woo I'm meeting Joes fast, Timmy Woo I'm in love with the JoJo I'm in love with the JoJo I got it for the Lolo I'm in love with the JoJo I'm in love with the JoJo I'm in love with the JoJo. I got it for the Lolo. I'm in love with the JoJo. 36, that's a deal, yo. Need a rack, miss my free throw. I'm in love, there's an ego. Busting rugs, now we need, yo. Free my homies, fuck the CEO. But the judge, fuck my P.O. all this talk like you need, Joe. Minting drugs like a primo. Bacon Jonas, yeah, bacon Jonas. Bacon Jonas, yeah, bacon Jonas. Whip it through the glass, Timmy. Woo, 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 woo. I'm making jokes, fast, Timmy. Woo. I'm in love with the george, george. I'm in love with the george, george. I got it for the lolo, lolo. I'm in love with the george, george. I'm in love with the george, george. I'm in love with the JoJo JoJo. I got it for the Lolo Lolo. I'm in love with the JoJo 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 My spaces.